Hey guys, hope you're having a good one. Before we get started with this week's episode, we just wanted to announce that next week the fellas will be taking a much needed break for Thanksgiving, but they're going to be back Wednesday, November 30th with a really fun new episode for you. And from everyone here at The Road Podcast, we just want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And without further interruption, we'll get started with this week's episode. Hey, yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, The Road Podcast, presented by DJ City and Beat Source. We're here in LA. This yes. is the LA edition <laughs> of the Road Podcast. Fresh from the Beat Source office. Yeah, we're in the Beat Source offices. We've, you know, me and Jamie spent a couple hours like rearranging shit. We <laughs> we invaded Phenom's yeah. office. Yeah, so we're in Phenom's office. Do, yeah. do we have to check in? Huh? Do we have to check in LA? Nah, I, nah, did, nah, I didn't nah, check nah, in. Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, we didn't check in. Nothing, man. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta talk to this motherfucker. Hey, I gotta we, talk to our guest. Our who probably guests, knows guests, all about yeah. the check-ins. Who, that, that's that's why on. he's first because we're checking in. I with said him. We, we checked in with him. Yeah, we so checking in with him. Right. We checking in with our guest. You know what? Right I feel like y'all tapped in. Not even checking. <laughs> y'all tapped in. So wait, so we got we got a guest here, you know, one of LA's finest, does all the nightclubs, the bottle service. He's the DJ for Ray J, Ty Dolla Sign. You know, he's been he's been on reality shows, he's in all the hottest clubs, he travels all the time. Every time I see him, he's in a different country, he's touring. Uh and you know, I'm I'm actually I've been wanting him on the podcast for a minute. He's one of like the staple DJs in nightlife here in LA. And um, we're really happy to have him, man. Yo, shout to Dre Sinatra. Yes, sir. What's good, sir? Yeah, appreciate you. I've been wanting to do this podcast too. I'm not gonna lie for a minute. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. I see a lot of clips. I'll be like, I can't wait till I get up on there. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know what? Though I'm patient. You know, I'm like, when my time comes, if it comes, I'm being honest. Yeah, as soon to do as I text him, I was like, Yo, you down? He's like, Fucking for sure, of course. For I'll be sure. Honored. Absolutely. Yeah, well, why? You see the clips and does it like upset you? Does it annoy you? No, nah, it doesn't that, upset that? me. I love like the different opinions. Like, you guys, like, one guy might have one yeah. opinion and you're going to come with some crazy wild shit. Say some. Who, off, me? Yeah, you can say some off the wall shit. Nah, and, nah, I'm, nah. and I like, I love that. I like nah, that about nah. it. Yeah. Not me, not me. I actually have a lot of questions for you. Come on, let's yeah. go. Because I, told you. I, I feel like there's. I, I feel, you know, I admit I'm wrong about a lot of shit, but I'm right about a lot of shit, too. But <laughs> Even when you're wrong, you're right. No, nah, I mean, <laughs> I'm in the ballpark, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but like, I, I, I've always wondered because it, if I felt like it, I felt like hip hop bottle service nightclubs didn't exist until like the 2010s. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Yep, yep. Especially for hip hop, right? Don't you think that's weird, though? I think. That that started existing, like, because check this out, like, the open format shit was popping, right, and, like, the EDM shit's popping, but those people do drugs, and they're not fucking trying to drink alcohol. This is my opinion, by the way. Mm -hmm. So, as someone, as someone who's born and raised in L.A. L.A., so this is, like, I'm seeing the difference, so, like, we're doing the hip-hop shit, like, the rap shit when all that's going on. It's like you're either doing that open format, Vegas-style shit, or you were doing like the rap shit was wasn't cool, which was like what we were doing because like we're like we're just gonna play trap rap music in that crowd. They want to pop bottles. They want to fucking like show their wealth. It's like a display. Like we want to show you we're gonna pop three bottles of Grey Goose. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we want a fucking presentation. So like then that started taking off and like the clubs they're making good money off selling three bottles instead of trying to sell drinks at the bar. Like that's gonna happen regardless but if you're like really focusing on somebody having to pay three thousand and that's not even including tip and gratuity by the time you're out you're spending 3800 so wait, wait so the hip-hop like i'm talking like all hip-hop 
nothing but hip hop. Like those those clubs that had bottle service yeah. in LA, they didn't exist. And I'm thinking they didn't exist in the 2000s and maybe some of the 90s, like in in the like kind of you know Hollywood nightclubs because of like gangs and shit. Right, because they're like we don't like the hip hop was probably very like it wasn't club oriented yeah. like L A until like the 2010s with you Young California like there was this emergence of like L A like nightclub anthems y'all were creating well, with say, like you know I say this all the time Kirk there was no real rappers in the West in L A from like 2000 like from 99 to like 2000 till like fucking the game it was like the yeah. mustard era right. No, the mustard air didn't hit till maybe two thousand. Well, nah, look, Nine, I, right? here's here's what a lot of people sleep. Okay, you know who really brought this shit back? Like I seen it firsthand. It was the new boys. The new boys. I swear yeah. to God, well, you're a jerk. I swear to God, because look, I was traveling around that time. Like I was traveling around the country with Ray J. So we were doing like every big market, and like you go to a different state, and like that's a song you're gonna hear when you turn on the radio. Like I could be in fucking. Jacksonville or I could be in Atlanta I'm just talking about like random spots like you're gonna hear that fucking song and like that song a lot of people don't realize it but that shit opened up the doors for like a lot of other things to come back because then it was like what was the other shit the uh Cat Daddy and all yeah, that other yeah. shit <laughs> Cali Swag District like then all those other little things kicked in Wait, like YG we, and them were still weren't even popping crazy nah, like that yet. He wasn't even out. Wait, when did the new boys come out? When did the new boys hit two thousand nine? Were you a jerk? Top top of two thousand nine. Yeah. So the jerk movement really it kind of brought dancing into LA a little bit. Yeah, right? and but it just exposed like the country to like that sound, like the hundred BPMs, like that sound, which is like West Coast shit. Yeah. So like I'm telling you, I seen it firsthand. Like I, I was like, damn, a lot of people don't realize that, but. They made it cool, like, again, like, for West Coast shit, because everybody was trying to do, like, the Dr. Dre, the gangster shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, like, the game shit. They were just having fun. And, like, that's what caught on was, like, the energy and, like, just having fun. Like, any kid anywhere in the country could just dance like that. You don't have to be from the West Coast. And there was the house party, like, that was kind of the house party music that was happening at the time, too. Because I would have thought there would have been some hip-hop bottle service nightclubs in Hollywood from the game, from that era, because that's when New York started popping off. No, nah, we didn't mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. Like, New York really started popping off. Hip-hop crossed over, and, like, you know, 50 Cent, Usher, Crazy in Love. Ja Rule. Ja Rule, all this shit crossed over to the main rooms in New York in the 2000s. Yeah. Like, you know? Right? And then Snoop was popping at the time. He had Drop It Like It's Hot. That was big. Yeah. During that and, then Ve- and then Vegas obviously followed suit. Yeah. And it, it's yep. funny to me, because I talked to, like, young DJs, and they're like, nah, that's not right. And I'm like, what do you mean that's not? I was living the shit. Like, <laughs> I would come to LA and I would ask motherfuckers, where are the hip hop clubs in like 2005, 2007? There was none. And they'd be like, yo, there isn't really. I'd be, and we'd be going to like weird like house clubs or like rock and roll. It was a lot of rock and roll yeah. and shit. And they would like mix a little hip hop, but it was mostly like rock and roll. I mean, Playhouse wasn't popping back then? There wasn't Playhouse yeah, was an EDM. They were like more yeah, they EDM started, heavy. Yeah, yeah. They were like, op- they I remember. They were like Vice and Scam yeah. and all that. They even had the Scam Thursdays, right? Yeah. My first yeah. night yeah. at Playhouse, I remember I DJed. They were like, why are you playing so much hip hop? Yeah. <laughs> or like, what's the name? No, who's that promoter? I think she's from New York. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Alicia? Um, no. no. No, no, no. Um, I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't Allison? Allison. Allison Milnick. Allison, yes. Yeah. 
she like tweeted or something like, oh my God, like the DJ's playing hip hop at Playhouse. It's amazing. That's <laughs> <laughs> you. And it was me. <laughs> it was cricket. <laughs> and I was like, oh, y'all just do EDM here. Yeah. Like y'all just EDM heavy. And it was like, when was Playhouse open? Like I think 2009. 2009. Yeah, so I yeah. went there and they were just like, yeah, you know, like, you know, we're more EDM. And then I got booked again, I don't know when, like years later. Uh-huh. And I'm like, all right, so it's the EDM club. I got all this EDM ready. And then they were like, nah, play more trap. And then it became trap. I had to like, yeah. who was the Russian guy that was there? Russian he, Rob. Uh, Russian Rob. Russian, Russian Rob. Rob and Igor. Uh, Igor, Igor, that's the yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> the little Yo, Igor would just, I don't even know what he, if he knows what trap meant. He's just like, trap, 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 more trap, more trap. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's like, definitely every, Igor. That's, that's definitely him, right? Igor. Yeah. Igor. And I'm like, every time I'm in this club, they change genres. Like, I'm either too hip-hop and they EDM. Or now it's EDM and they're hip hop all of a sudden. It just I think that was a up. weird time because the music was changing so fast during that time too. But I'm it? saying it came back to the rap and trap shit. I'm trying to tell you because like the house shit and like the open format. Shit, I don't want to say it died because it's never died, but the rap shit became more popular, popular and lucrative for these clubs. Yeah, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like some of these clubs are doing six figures plus on bars well it's because i feel like there was a movement going on in la where every artist was moving to la it was almost like atlanta no absolutely right because it's like wiz moved to la right like i think around that time when black everybody it was like miller wiz everybody was coming to la it was like new york was dead it was like no one wanted to make music in new york no more Everyone was like going to LA. The weather, man. And that's where you had the weed. all these artists. And the weed and the women. The weather, weed, and we have good studios. <laughs> and you got good sports franchises too, right? Yeah. That yeah. Is, you know, we got yeah. the Lakers, baby. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, I was going to say, uh, there was this one club, and Drake could probably attest to this one, that where I first witnessed my first bottle club service in hip hop at the same time was this club called My House. It was right there on. Um, on La Brea and like this Hollywood was when Walmart. you were running with uh, Diddy's son Quincy. Yeah, when I was with Quincy, that's when I met. Uh, Cause don't act like you earned your. Way oh no into no the no! Shit. I was I wasn't even I wasn't even of age to go to my house, but we was in there. You was like Quincy's uh, Quincy's weed carrier. No no no! He had another just that. <laughs> hey, but um, He's, he was the squad. He was gang. Yeah, right? I was just there, and then uh, that was the first time, and it was like I want to say late, late two thousand eight, early two thousand nine, but that was the first time I've ever witnessed that. Because everything else was, like, when I would go to the club, like, the 18 and over, it was just, unless you had the fucking, the wristband, 21 to buy alcohol at the bar, there was no real, like, bottle popping shit. So you were old, you were doing all these hot spots. You were doing, like, because I, I heard about Greystone Sundays. Greystone Sundays. Still jumping to this day. To this day. To this day. That's a maid party, right? Yeah, maid party. Still going on at night. Now it's called, well, the actual venue's called Nightingale, but yeah. it used to be called Greystone. So wait, it, oh, so the venue was Greystone. Yeah, it was called Greystone. And then it closed. It closed. It became Nightingale. Nightingale. But they still called it Greystone, Greystone Sundays. Cause, yeah, because it's still Greystone Sundays. Because this is like epic. You're not going to change it to Nightingale Sundays. Like, I think they already have a brand. I'm kind of wondering, did LA start popping off with this concept for bottle service, like hip-hop shit, because of Live Sundays? A little bit. Because that's when Live Sundays was really, really popping off. And everyone wanted that Live Sunday Look at how many artists are here and athletes are here and it's all hip hop all night. And then LA was just like, yo, we could do that shit. Like, we could do that. Because it's comparable, though. You it know is. Because yeah. people from like New York, Atlanta are going to go to Miami. That's like their central spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then naturally people are just going to be in LA just because they're recording, mm-hmm. doing movies, I mean, athletes, whatever it is. Awards. Awards, all that. So that just sets it up perfect. Like, you got to pop a night, they're going to show up. Right. 
Yeah, I think Grammy weekend the 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 nights the after party would always be at at, at Greystone. That yeah, was just, that, that know, was a that was like the big thing and like that was to like get little, in was little like, Wayne like all this shit. yeah to get in dude outside there were like girls ready to be chose to come inside yeah like, it was like, crazy bro. that right there was like <laughs> it was like, like lineup it was like a lineup being like you come in and that was like exclusive. to me the illest era of like L A hip hop nightlife no for was sure was when you had Greystone Sunday because I would see like I would see the the flyers I would see some of the recap photos and shit and I think I was I was following T K the promoter. You know that, dude? but no, that was Col- TK was doing Colony. Colony. That was a that was like one of the most legendary. Yeah, like, Colony was a Colony shit. Mondays. It was like, like the residents would be like Jay Creddy, me, Mike Danger, and then like our rotating get guests would be on drama. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you the wild. I got a wild story that I gotta tell y'all. <laughs> Not too many people know the story about Colony Monday. So somehow they have KRS perform at Colony Monday, which doesn't make sense. Like, but I love KRS. Like, I'm into yeah. like the the rap rap shit BDP. Like, I grew up on like KRS, like that all the boom golden shit, era. golden era. So like, this is a bottle popping club, just like you're talking about bottle club. Like every athlete talking about like there's people like Rihanna to go this shit. Like, it was two rooms, right? Kind of. It was like the room in the back, but yeah. it was like one big thing. So it's the hottest club. I'm talking about everybody's every Monday. Somehow KRS starts performing. He's got a flash drive. He probably has like 50 songs that he's about to try to perform at Colony. Were you DJing? <laughs> no, at this point, I think Jay Creddy might be, Jay Creddy might be DJing at this point. Cause Who's I Jay just, Creddy? Just, just, just incredible. incredible. Yeah. That's what you call him? Yeah, Jay Creddy. <laughs> That's, Jay that's Creddy a, sounds harder to say and then fucking just incredible. <laughs> Jay Creddy. That's how that's so he's DJing, right? So like we're all hanging out in the booth and like after about 15 songs, like the crowd starts turning. Like all the bottle poppers, athletes. I know they wasn't booing models. Kerry, boy, yo, they started booing and wow. they started mad. booing Kerry. They started coming up to DJ Booth tripping, like, yo, y'all better cut this shit the fuck off. Yeah, man. Cause like people spending like three, five, ten thousand. <laughs> yeah. And like this is like Karis is like South No, peep this out South, South Bronx The bridge is over he, but he, yo, but No, he's no, doing B-sides He's like, dude I'm telling you This flash drive had like 50 songs I'm not lying to you mm-hmm. So everybody's tripping I'm talking about Models are coming up to the booth Tripping yeah. Everybody's tripping What was and the like, big song at that time? Do you remember? Yeah, like this was like Rick Ross, BMF era right, right, Like right. around yeah. that time You know what I'm saying? I feel like, like Big Meech Yeah, like that time So I'm talking about the whole club starting to turn, boo, talk shit, go crazy. Wow. Somebody, I'm like, I'm not going to tell KRS to get off. Like, I'm not about to do that. Like, I got too much respect. Like, it's not my job to tell him. Somebody, I think TK might have eventually had to tell him, like, yo, you got to cut it. Oh, man. Like, 20 songs in. He still had a good 30 more to go. <laughs> I'm not lying to you, bro. He was doing a full show. like, And then he's talking his hip-hop shit, you know, preaching his hip-hop shit. And they're like, they are not trying to hear this shit. Who book Harris when I call him? That's Yo, it was just, like, the craziest thing. Because, like, to me, like I said, that's, like, a like a legend, like, a hero to me. So, like, sure. to see that happen, I'm like, damn. Like, why y'all put him in this position? How did he, how did he handle it when they came and gave him, tell him to pull the plug? 
Man, he wasn't too happy about it. He just left. Like, fuck it. Like that was a pay- that was payback for what he did to PM Dawn back in the days when. He- <laughs> oh, there you he, go. He kicked him off the stage <laughs> during a performance. That's got karma. Mike. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> so I'm talking about even the models were mad. Like I just remember people's faces of like how upset they were about this shit. And like, this is pre uh, Instagram and social media. So like it had my just barely started. Like IG, it was like pictures. It wasn't even videos. Yeah, it was like videos. How did you feel though? I was like, Damn. were you kind of laughing at the shit? Or I am you? because they're like, tell him to get off, <laughs> and I'm like trying to tell Credit. Credit's like, I'm not about to tell him. We had to tell TK, like, yo, bro, this you're doing. You gotta tell him. Did yeah. he stick around afterwards? No, he did not. Nah, how you gonna stick around? That, bro. <laughs> the show was over. You're, you're like the old. You're like the old dude who like fucked up the vibes for the whole night. Yeah, it's like crazy. people were genuinely upset. I've never seen a legend be like disrespected like that. Right. That's when mm-hmm. TK Nguyen was like, uh, he was promoting, I feel like he was promoting all these spots he was working with. Hennessy. That's a different TK. There's two TKs. Oh, there's two TKs? There's Asian TK. Asian TK. Yeah, TK. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. talking about. No, there's white, there's also white TK who would be tripping. White TK would be like, TK needs a waitress. And like, there's a waitress like standing right next to him. He'll be on the mic tripping like, TK needs a waitress. Just going wild. Okay, wait, who, which TK are you talking about? The white TK. Okay, I'm talking about TK right? When he was working with Hennessy or something. Yep, yep, yep. And him and Jerry Lorenzo would yep, promote yep. Greystone Sundays, I yep, think yep. it was, right? Absolutely. And then, I don't know if I remember, but Greystone used to come to Vegas on Sundays and do daylight. Right. They, like, yeah. Have like three buses come out to fucking Vegas, yeah. do daylight. And then after daylight, they'll go back to LA and they do Greystone Sunday. Yeah, yo, that's that's, that's a crazy. That's, crazy. crazy. that's made though, right? That was yeah. made. Yeah, mm-hmm. made is like the Black Diamond yeah. of LA, right? So yes. Black Diamond in the what in the nineties and two thousands? Uh, late nineties, early two thousands. Late nineties, early two thousands. They were like, it was called Black Diamond, and Black Diamond parties were like all black hip hop R and B parties, and they were the only ones who would invade the like quote unquote. White the downtown scene, the downtown scene, but they would always take like the Sundays, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like what was the black nights? It was like black diamond nights were Sundays or like Thursdays. I know about Sundays, I forgot the other nights, maybe Thursday. So, like, that's how made is kind of right, right? Right, they do like the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Shout out to our Milton, yeah, Mil, Mil, Mark, Dev. Oh shit! We try to get them on the podcast. Come on, man. Let me know. Wait, wait, so two of them are like they don't even. Two of them, I don't. It was. I was trying to think of his name. It was Milton. That's what I was thinking about. Mark Devon are like. There's an Asian dude and a and and Mark 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 Tung. Those guys, they didn't even. They don't even have Instagram, right? Mark Tung does. Marky Tung. They just Marky Tung. It's my dog. They don't want to be like. They were just like, no. There's no fucking way we want to go on the podcast. And then there was one dude who was like, yeah, I'm down to fucking go on and shit. But I'm surprised. Marky Mark Mark's a fucking genius. I love having conversations yeah, yeah. with him. Smart I, dude. Yeah, I was like, I wanted I wanted to speak to them because I, I really respect what they built here mm-hmm. in LA. Because they're they're I don't know how many parties they're a part of. They even they even So been, right now, look, this is the lineup because yeah, yeah. like they basically like they kind of manage me, they co manage me. So it's like made we have a, a agency called on cue. So it's like they like co manage me. That makes sense. So, who else have, is on? Who else is on the 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 roster? Um, is Bat on that? Um, he might be because it's like a co management thing where it's like not exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They kind of just like manage like they're they manage us and they make sure we're in the rotation 
of like what's going on in their shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And then whatever other opportunities that they could bring to the side. So that's why it's not exclusive. We're like, nah, you can't. They're like a booking agency almost, yeah, right? Almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah, basically. Is Overture down with you guys? Yeah, he's okay, down. Yeah. He, from what I know, I, I want to say he is. But you know what I'm saying? They keep a certain rotation. So they have Greystone Sunday. They have um, Doheny Tuesday, I think, that they're involved with. They have Hyde that they fuck with. Poppy, it was like one of their staples. Mm-hmm. Bootsy Bell and Saturdays are other staples. So those are like. And they make sure that you guys rotate. Well, I, yeah, for the things. most part, but I don't do the Bootsy, but other all the everything else. Why I don't do, you do Bootsy? I have no idea. Damn. I have no idea. Ray can't do Bootsy. <laughs> I don't know. What's that? What I you don't do? even ask questions. Because you be smoking too much weed at Bootsy, right? I don't even ask questions. Some shit went down. I don't even ask questions. That room is sparking up at Bootsy. They don't like that shit. I just feel like if they want to fuck with you, they're going to fuck with you. Yeah. Like, I don't want to like press them like, yo, why am I not doing it? Like, if they want to fuck with me, they're going to be like, other than that, I don't want to feel like I'm pressing them to do it. You'll you be doing Poppy, right? Uh, yep, Fridays. They're they're popping right now though. Their night is highlight with my boy Sean and them. Highlight room. Yeah, Sadiq? highlight Wednesday. Sadiq. So they do. Mage is a part of that. Yeah, they're part of that with Sean and Julian. Interesting. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah. And I know Night Train's over there every every yep. Wednesday, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're in rotation with everything on top of this, right? Yeah. So like, you it's DJ- not, but I'm not, not. I don't do highlight because Sadiq is like its own thing. Like they have night train as a resident. So that's, that's another dude I thing. try to get on here. I wanted to talk. Is, to Is him. he too big? John, John Dickerson. <laughs> oh, I think you said night train. Oh, I thought night. Nah, <laughs> he's too big. Not the guy. Don't worry, I'm, gonna make, I'm gonna make some calls for the guys, man. I got no, 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 no. I, you know, what? I respect it. You know what I'm saying? Like I respect what they do, and I respect like. You know, if I was if I had a company that was in promotions and I was handling operations and shit like that, I wouldn't necessarily want to be in the spotlight talking about my business either. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm just curious. Now, Sean, you know Sean's saying? a good conversation too. Like, yeah, these are dudes that like when I have we have like the craziest music conversations too. So like, I know y'all definitely will hit it off because he'll be talking some music shit and how he even came about doing the whole party. Like, yeah. it's a good story. Because there was a point when, when Sadiq, right, that Wednesday at Highlight Room, mm-hmm. it was really popping, and he was kind of going off on Twitter a little bit. And a lot of DJs were, like, either upset or they agree with him <laughs> or something. He was saying some I think he got shit. mad at me, too, one time because he thought I was subbing him, but I really wasn't subbing. Because I'm like, you're my dog. Like, if I have something to say to you, like, I'm, I'm going yeah. at you. Like, yeah. <laughs> It was just like a lot of other things going on, and like I don't know if he tweeted something at the time. I don't know if he took it the wrong way, but that's that's my dog for life. But I told him like, bro, if I was gonna say something, like I'm gonna at you. I, I would, we we have a good enough friendship, yeah, yeah. and if you follow me on Twitter, you know yeah. I'm gonna at you. I'm gonna say something very direct. Yeah, like, yeah. Dre- I'm not gonna tippy toe around this shit. Like I'm gonna at you. Dre does not fuck around. Yeah, you I've see, seen it. I've yeah, seen it. you see me on Twitter. Why are you, crazy. Why you gassing like, him I'm up? Like, right gassing now. my Mexican brother, bro. <laughs> like Tanache got mad at me one time too. Like Tanache the singer. Yes. Why? When was this? What year? This was like pandemic. Like right in the pandemic. Oh, I'm like, I saw her artwork. I'm like, damn, you're too fucking cute. I'm like, let me buy you a fucking graphic designer for Christmas so he could like really do your artwork. Because I'm like, I don't know what your team is doing. <laughs> <laughs> and she responded you tweeted this? Yes, yes I tweeted it she tweeted me back she was just like I'm good thanks but like you know in some sarcastic way but 
She got mad and all her little Tanache army fans was on me too. But I'm just like, yo. She have an army? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'm just like, yo, this shit she looks got, she so got like a pl- She got like a platoon. I'm like, yeah. you too big. Like, I'm like, you too big to like have your artwork look like this. It look like the standard, like, you know, like when you get like Microsoft Paint or whatever word. Like, yeah. Like they designed <laughs> so it with that. I'm like, how they let that shit slide? Like you Tanache, like... <laughs> The fuck? Yeah, Dre Sinatra is a good follow on Twitter if you guys don't follow him. Yeah, man, at Dre Sinatra. Every time I see, every time I see him on Twitter, he's talking about sports or some shit. Or you, you're just like, uh, you're like a, I don't know, like a thought whisperer. You just know, <laughs> yeah, yes, that was just right. Like, yes. You know, yeah. you know the ins and outs of the thought world, yeah. pretty much. Oh, yeah, because you, you're throwing out shit like that. I'm like, oh wow, that happens. <laughs> yes, yeah, for sure. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I love Dre. I love him. It's like the it, when I when I see you on Twitter, it's either sports or the Thought Whisperer. And then yeah. I talk to these dudes. We you know we're putting our notes together and shit. And I didn't know you was on the reality show. Oh man! For the love of Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a super I didn't know throwback. That. Yeah, it's a super throwback. I really don't talk about it, but it's all. But good. it's dope. It's like a. It's just like it happened. It was like a part of my life. You know what I'm saying? It was like fun while that shit happened. Yeah. That's but that, one I mean, thing I like about Ray J is like whatever he did, he's like, yeah, we're gonna put you on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how did you link up with him? Through one of my boys. Like he grew up with Ray J. And this was like right when the Kim K video was about to come out. He was just like hiding out, just playing video games. We went to his crib. He's just like, yeah, one day I might need you to DJ for me. And uh, Sexy Can I came out. And so, was, that was, oh, so this must have been like, what, 2007? Yeah, probably about yeah, I was going to ask you what era <laughs> did you link up with Ray right, J? Right, when the, right yeah. when the video was about to come out. and like I, I, was, I, I was thinking, yo, wait a minute, wait a minute, Ray I J. I was banking on one. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So that was nah, like 02 this was, Ray J. This was like, I met him, like I said, this was before Sexy Can I was done. This was like, I said, the video was like about to come out. Like people didn't really know about it. The big song. Yeah. The song was big, no, but was the big video song. was, I mean, the movie was even bigger. The home film. I want to yeah. ask you, did he talk about the tape? We d- we talked about it a little bit, and I, I'm like, here's the funny shit. I was like, yo, I need an advanced coffee, and he just happened to have an advanced coffee because I'm like, yo, I pause. Can- pause. No, I was like, I gotta see Kim, dog. I gotta see, I gotta see Kim, dog. At the time, she was bad. I'm like, I was like, yo, I gotta see what you're working with. <laughs> no, I'm like, I want you, to, I want you to like this, like, there. Yeah, come on, man. Just blur yourself yo, out. Tell me something. Y'all didn't watch the video. I did. You know what? I've never seen it. I did. To this day. You seen it? I've watched it, yeah. You seen it? Of course, Of course. Bro. <laughs> I was 17 when that shit dropped. I, was I had like, to watch it. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? I just was like. Download that shit on LimeWire. I got to see it. Was you coming to Vegas at all during that time? Because I forgot. Yeah, absolutely. He was, was a part of. Do you guys remember yeah. Poetry Nightclub? Yep. That Poetry. was coming. Poetry. Yeah, yeah with Francis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ray J ended up being a part owner. Yeah, so check this out. Yeah. I'm going to tell you some dumb shit I did out there, too. <laughs> <laughs> like this is when like remember I was telling you about the open format the LMFAO yeah, shit was popping yeah. right so I'm going to Vegas this is my first time at that club I have like a set prepared I never even prepared oh, did, wait did you do what I did at Playhouse yeah so check this out <laughs> so check this out yo I fucking have this set ready like this open format set I, I jump on after friends and what year is this? This would have to be like 2007 or eight. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. So what are the songs though in this? What did you put? Yeah. You got to remember. Gotta, you got to remember the songs. Like, it might have been like some like, nah, yeah, with something within that. those realm, right? So. Or maybe not. Maybe not I'm even playing shots. like I'm one, in Miami, bitch. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So like I'm probably <laughs> play one song, right? Trying to get it. I'm about to feel myself. 
Ray J gets on the mic like, stop the music. Dre, what the fuck are you doing? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I was so fucking in bed. Friends and remembers the story too. I'm like, oh my Did he God. warn you? Well, no, he didn't, know, he like, didn't know what you're gonna do. No, you know. What so saying? you didn't talk to nobody. Yeah, I didn't talk to nobody. Like this is my first time. You just there. like this is Vegas. Yeah, I'm I know like, how they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. Feel like I've seen Vice. After, I've seen these dudes. After that, I never prepared to set again for a club like that, and now I just read the crowd. But I just was like so set, like I'm gonna get my Vegas shit off. Yeah. And boy, did Ray J shut me down one song. That was literally the only club in Vegas at the time that was playing. Yeah, exactly. That was it. My stupid ass comes in fucking playing like this fucking up tempo shit. I remember I when I walked in, so poetry, the nightclub, right? Mm-hmm. It was a movie. It was it was in the form shop. Yeah, it was which, literally yeah. in the mall. Which yep. was in one of the most prestigious hotel casinos in yeah. Vegas on the strip, which is Caesars. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go into Caesars <laughs> and you go into form shops, there's like all these like high end like retail stores. Louis Vuitton. Everything. So Tiffany. like so like you're walking in and then all you see is just like a bunch of black people and, and just everybody like all these hip hop characters yeah. walking through this casino, and I'm like, and the line would be stupid, all dressed up. Yeah, and this stupid. is and this is during a time when it's the shiny know, shoes, Aaron. Yeah, and we're gonna talk about that. But this is during a time when you never really see black crowds on Ever. the strip in Vegas. Mm. So when I saw black crowds going to like in the form shops, I'm like, yo, what's going on? Yeah, because you didn't really see black crowds back then, not at all. And then. You go into this, and then I went to the club, and I was like, it was hood as fuck. It was like yeah. they were playing all this hip hop. Like you said, it was a movie. I think that's the first time I met friends in. Yep. Mm-hmm. For the first time. I used to open for him on Sundays. Yeah. So, like, I, I saw it firsthand. Like, that spot would be insane. I mean, yeah. it was open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but su- Sunday night was just stupid. That was the end, uh, the big night. Yeah. That shit yeah. was So was that like Ray J's favorite club? Yeah, at that time, yeah. Well, it was he, the it was the fucking spot to be at. You he know part what I'm saying? Like, shit, so. Yeah, it was the spot to be. Just, just like you said, like it was just something different. Like there was nothing like that. Like if you like hip hop rap, that was where you want to hear like Jeezy, Lil yeah. Wayne, yeah, yeah, yeah. like all that golden. It was era gritty. Rap. It was yeah. a gritty. Well, the spot <laughs> wasn't the spot wasn't a large venue at all. Like Nah, but it was a movie though. Yeah. It was gritty because you don't expect that on a strip. Mm, it was really all. early at that time. Yeah. Cause even I was shocked. I was appalled. <laughs> I was like, yo, what's going on? This is crazy. This is gritty, yo. Yeah. It was, wait, why did it shut down? Something happened. No, uh, so the owner of the club, I'm, I think you might notice, the owner of the club sued Caesars because they started doing some grimy shit to him. Like it would be like a packed club, and then all of a sudden the AC would stop working. Damn. <laughs> and so after a while, he actually put in these big ass industrial fans in the club because there was no AC. But it was like, I think he sued and won for over like $20, 30000000 million because it was wow. like a racism lawsuit that he filed against I believe them. it. Yeah. You see what they did to Jay-Z's 4040 Club, right? Yeah. Before but, it even opened. And they would, what they would also down. do is they would they would shut down the, the doors to the forum shop so people couldn't get in. Or yeah. Home. So like no one would know how to get in. It was just some real crazy shit. They really man. did that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. But wait, so how did Ray J become a partner in that club? Do you know? I have no idea. Wait, so wait, I want to know. So you linked up with Ray J in what year? Like, you you, you went to his crib and he was playing video games? Yeah, he was playing video what? games. 2007 when the video dropped. And what, so, like, probably around 2007. Yeah. Like, 2007. early 2007. I was in high school when it dropped. And what were you do? You were DJing what? I was just DJing for, like, other groups and, like, the Lean Like a Cholo Cat had done shit for him. Oh, oh shit. no way. I about that song. Yo. <laughs> was that a, Can was we talk name? about this, yes. please? I Lean Like a dude, Cholo. Yo, I met this dude at the Latin rap conference. Why you, why, why? 
you trying to mumble that shit? I met him at the. What was his name again? I apologize. I forgot it. Down, aka Hilo. I meet this dude in New York. Right, he has a CD. This is like a year or two before it came out. You was in New York? Yeah, I was in New York. I was at the Latin Rap Conference out there. So wait, the Latin Rap Conference? Yeah, it was called the Latin Rap. Conference. What is that? Have you heard? I don't know. Never heard of that before. How many people showed up? I was. was, How many was big? This was was like when Poco Spinner Locos was like still like kind of like going on at that time. What is this? Who's that? Cypress Hill? Yeah. Do you know what Poco Spinner Locos is? What is that? The Big Bad Network. Bro, I haven't fucking. It was like Fools Gone Wild on radio before fucking like the essay rap, like the cholo rap, like Little Rob, like. Yeah, yeah. MB Riders. MB Riders. Yeah. Like, I don't know any of this. <laughs> you know what? Shit. This is I just don't say It's like some West Coast <laughs> shit, like Southwest, <laughs> like regional. What was like, give me a big song? Summer Nights. Yeah. Little Rob, Summer Nights. And MB Riders? Yeah. Yeah, Summer Nights was huge. You, you heard Summer Nights was huge for Summer sure. Nights. I've never heard of Summer Nights. Never heard of them. When the sun goes down. Little Rob? That's true. Never heard of Little Rob. Summer Nights. Nights. So big. That was a you big one. Been to San Diego, dog. Feeling I was have heard feeling this. all right. Yeah. Even right LA. there by the what he says. And by the Pacific. Pacific to, to be specific. specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. MB Riders. What's he here? MB Riders. Cookie, if you if you ain't never heard this shit, Cookie, you gonna laugh. I forgot what song he sampled. Fingers, shout my dog fingers on the beat. Uh, this, this sound like Childish Gambino. <laughs> I feel alright. This is nice. A class. Uh, you got it. You got it. Here comes the chorus. When the sun goes down, yeah, I heard it. Ready to party. I never heard this before. Ain't nothing like them summer nights. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Wait to the raps, bro. The raps. Yo, Yo right? don't, really... don't make me deep dive on uh, on rock. Cholo rap yeah. and fucking in the 2000s. Embry Rice is another big group, massive group. Well, I want to hear him rap. I want to hear him rap. Oh, here we go. Yeah, that's just on Cholo now. Hell, motherfucker. For real. That shit polished up the chrome. That song was fucking. That shit is dope, though. So it was it was just like laid back shit like that or yeah I mean played? there was no nah, there was other ignorant shit too like, give me an ignorant know. one I want to hear an ignorant one nah there was not like crazy <laughs> and let me give me like a you know you like have to look like Mr all Criminal. the big ones was Mr like, Criminals from Silver Lake <laughs> was, all the big was, songs was like barbecue like that yeah, kind of vibe Mr Capone was big. on a Sunday yeah MB Riders yeah damn Cholos are like mad peaceful man if you put MB put MB Riders yeah put put what MB Riders song MB Riders yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, is, it's like T-Pain-y, huh? Yeah, yeah this is before T-Pain, though. Oh, it is before yeah, T-Pain? Yeah, this is on, talk, this this on the talk box. So it's like cameo. It's like yeah. cameo. Like to Roger's app Here we go. Yeah. Ready? Check this out. Something about this pretty Yo, 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 yo. This is dope. <laughs> this is the only rap we've had in the West Coast for a long time. So this is like 2002, 2003, 2003, yeah. I want to hear the rap. Oh, in Spanish. The big bad network. You know what? 
They look like super old. I mean, they were just homies, You know what I'm bro. saying? They were just homies. Like so you connected with Down in New York? Yeah, so he gave me a CD. He had, like, everybody, like, Cocaine, Too Short, Snoop Dogg. Like, I'm like, he has a lot of features. He was like an essay, so I'm like, I gave him my number. I said, whenever, you know, if you got, if you were real serious and you make pop off, hit me. He hits me, like, a year later, like, yo, I just dropped some shit, lean like a cholo. Come DJ for me on TV. So it's like, all right, fuck it, why not? What TV was it? What's it what? was like Univision. Like, Univision. Oh, shit. It's somewhere on YouTube. I've seen it too, but I, I'm running there and I'm like just laughing. With the I, white pro club? No, I'm not with the, it's like a, it's a, I probably lean like a cholo shirt. Oh, shit. And some fucking Lokes and a fucking LA hat. <laughs> it's on, you gotta it's put it on, on the YouTube. resume, bro. Yeah. I don't wanna see Ray J and yeah. Tadala and no down. So he called me and I was like, fuck it, let's do it. We, we went on a little run. It was cool. Yo, that song really popped off, though. No, it did. Yeah. Uh, ringtones. I feel like it was huge in Texas. Ring, yes. Ringtones. Yeah, ringtone is crazy. Ringtones and, and singles, he went platinum. Wow. On both. That's when, like, you can go platinum on ringtones. Oh, wow. That new like a Cholo was popping in Vegas. It was. Also. Yeah, yeah. like the whole Southwest, like, that shit was big from, like, even from the Midwest, I would want to say from like Iowa, Chicago. Down. That was like Uno before All Uno. All to the left. Yeah, bro. I play, I play, I play down, then I play Uno. That shit was a fucking mess. Yeah, but Uno's song, by bro. this this black kid. I know, but just the, like the energy of it. You had kids fucking doing the dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, a big, you had white, was a big, you had white girls in Vegas doing the dance. No, it was a, it was a big thing, bro. Yeah. Like I'm trying to tell you, like that shit was a fucking phenomenon, but. You know, was only yeah, one. Say that with your chest next time. Only one. Bro. I did. Yeah. I feel like does he, does he still perform that? <laughs> shit, I'm not sure. Probably. Yeah, he's not calling Dre for that. Shit. Yeah, he's not calling me. <laughs> yeah, yo. Shout out to him though for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I also believed in them enough to be like, here's my number. I meet a lot of people, but something like you know when somebody's serious about this shit, like I, I sense that in him. I'm like, I could tell he's serious. So I was like, yo, if you you know when it's your time, if it's your time, call me. So he Call knew me a year later. So did he know of you already, or he are y'all linked? Yeah, up he kind of knew of me because I was from Cali too. So we're both in New York, like grinding, trying to figure out the Latin rap conference, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which is a real thing. It that's was crazy. a real thing. So yeah, it was. As soon as he said "focus by look, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it was like that type of shit. Like those type of people were out there because that shit was in New York for a second. They had it on in New York for a second. I didn't even know that. So they was like trying to bring like all the Latin rappers together and like mm. just you know. Wait, so up. how much were you getting paid at that time to do a show? Fuck. For Lean Like a Cholo. That's a good question, bro. I'm just trying to wonder. Like, cause you you took you like three, four hundred bucks at the per time. Per show. Yeah, and he was flying me wherever he went. It was like an experience. Like, fuck it, I'm gonna go. Why not? At no. at the height of that song. Yeah. How did the travel arrangements change and shit? Did it ever change? Did it like the hotels get better? You know what I'm saying? Like did you see a change when you went the, from coach to first class? Yeah, Did no, any? because that w that happened to me later on with different artists, but not nah, at that time. It was like an upgrade for where I came from. So where did you come? Artists. Yeah, where, it was these other artists named T Weapon who had like a Latin song too. So like they had a song that came out with Pitbull. Like some of those, I flew myself out there. Mm. Like I was just like, yo, I'm gonna come do it. Like. Just to just, just get, to get the on the resume, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. I was hungry, like fuck it. We got show Miami. So I'll you were coming, there. you were coming out of pocket out to of DJ pocket. for the artist. Absolutely, 
in the first in the beginning. Wait, wait, who's the artist? T Weapons. T Weapons. They had a song called Me. And I'm, they're from New York. These cats from New York. But uh, I mean, you putting me onto so much good shit. I gotta hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they they were cool. Like they could really spit, but they just happened to put this. Spanish oh, Mira Mira. On. What's the song? What was Mira 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 Mira. Yeah. yeah. Wow. First time hearing this. And Pitbull jumping on this farm like just took it over the le- like next level. So they started oh, wow. traveling like they was getting looks everywhere because so, Pitbull was kind of hot at that time. So there was no kind of Latin music scene on the West Coast. Like you had to go to Miami and shit in the East Coast. Like it was like the reggaeton. It like the that, reggaeton right? shit it's was little, just starting. Bubbling, right? like it was just barely bubbling at uh-huh. the time. And like they didn't want to be like too reggaeton because they could actually spit and rap. Yeah, I mean the beat sounds reggaeton. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like they just got lucky with that. I don't want to say got lucky, but whatever faith had it in their plan for them to have that song, which popped off. And that was like my first little experience of like traveling and doing festivals and shit for radio. So you flew around. you flew yourself out there. <clears throat> I and did. Wait, so wait, how did y'all link up? Uh, at Power 106, Gusto okay, was Gusto, Gusto, Gusto was doing the board op shit, and we went to go meet Gusto, and uh, they were outside freestyling. We linked. I was making beats at the time, so we just linked up like that. And I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna come fuck with y'all." They needed a DJ, so shit. I'm and they were like, "We ain't got no budget, but if you want to fly out, well, fuck it, why not?" So then I was hungry. So then I had a cool yeah, job. Yeah. I had a good job at the time. Like, what were you I could, doing? I was fucking home loans. I was <laughs> oh, doing <shit>. like home <laughs> loans. So I had a good job. Like shit, I can go fly myself out. Like you was home. Man. You was doing home loans. Yeah, shit. That was a real. You, you was like in a button up with yeah. like the pager on the side and shit. Or nah, I wasn't like that. I worked for the biggest company, so like I was getting all my business to me. I have to go like hustle nobody or talk crazy like all the everything was coming was just to getting me. leads coming in yeah oh, to wow. my plate like boom, boom, crazy. Boom. so then you fly to miami you do this gig right and then they just start touring more and then you were you paying for your trips everywhere or they would started paying you after at a while? some point they started including me when they could yeah but then like i said regardless i was just wanting to be around wow you know what i'm saying but like, you got your first taste yeah exactly i was like i want to do this shit like I already knew I was want to do it, but like that was like the first opportunity to like really do it on a level. So you wanted to be an artist tour DJ, or you wanted to just DJ, no matter what, whatever the just fuck it both, was. Both, both, both. I wanted to be able to do both. Wow! Like have my life and like do like my shit, and like still be able to go work with an artist. So you in your head you didn't think, oh, I'm gonna start DJing full time, right? Or you did. I, I always wanted to do it as a kid, but I didn't know it was, it was like, possible. possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you were doing my home dad, loans. My right? dad gave me a speech. He's right around that time. He said, "Yo." You always start some shit. He's like, finish it. He's like, whatever it is you're going to do, do it. He's like, whatever makes you happy. Because he saw me, like, I was working a job, work, waking up early yeah, yeah. and still flying out. So, like, I'll fly out every weekend and, like, still make it back by Monday. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he was just like, yo, if you're going to do it, do it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give myself one year. And then that one year, it almost ended up. And that's when the Ray J shit happened. Mm. You know what I mean? And it was like, it was meant to be. Was the Ray J shit the turning point where you was like, okay, I can give up my day job? Yep. That was when I was like, fuck it. I'm in now. 
That's what I said. And like, he's I a mean, good dude. No. He was a good dude. So like, he always tried to help me out. Like, introduce me to this guy. If if he can get me in the club to DJ here, he's going to do it. Like, he's always solid. You know what I mean? As far as like, whatever he could do to put me on, he's got a TV show, I'm going to put you on. Yeah. I'm doing something, I'm going to put you on. So like, that like, gave me the confidence. Like, I'm going to just do this. Fuck it. Bro, it made a good decision. Dope, like, That's I was putting, investing in myself. You know what I mean? Like, I fucked my credit up, ran, like, I had good credit. Like, when I quit my job, I had good credit, everything. I fucked it all up. Because you were living off credit cards. Yeah, I was on credit cards. We would, like, with my manager, I would start one day, like, we're going to meet Snoop in the morning. And after we leave Snoop, we're going to go meet Suge, even though they don't get along because my boy, like, grew up with them. So, like, that's what my day would I would come from Palmdale, go over there, do a whole fucking day like that, going back and forth. Or, like, just bringing weed for Snoop. Hanging out in the studio until like that Ray J shit really popped off. Oh wow! This is around blue carpet treatment time. Okay, yeah. So you were in that circle. You like just trying Akon, to get in. You even just... with Akon too, like wow. that around that whole time, like all that time, like I was around. So you were like around a, all that. You were just like an errand dude kind of. We were right? just like no, nah, we didn't even errand dude. We were just like the homies, like just coming to smoke weed because like we had good weed. And like my boy just fucking Somehow, knew the yeah, right people. From he knew the right people. Yeah, like he just knew the right people. So you got in those rooms because of weed, bro. Because of weed. That's you the know weed. what I'm saying? That must be some really good weed. Absolutely, <laughs> we're connoisseur. You know what I'm saying? Like and just being around Snoop, Akon, all that shit was like it opened my eyes. Like how to move, how they move, how they take it serious, and how people have jobs and do certain things, and how I could fit into the scheme of something. So when you when so I'm I'm curious you're in, you're in this world and you're trying to fit in, right? In your head, like how you in your head you're like uh, like how can I get in? Like were you thinking of just? I waiting? was patient. I was patient. You I just, was never thirsty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was like I was let things fall into place. Just like the down shit happened, giving my number a year later. The Ray J shit, giving my number a year later. Like I was in the right places at the right time, being seen. So that's why I was like. If I stick with it, it's gonna work out. But I gotta stick with it every day. I gotta wake up every day and do this shit. Mm -hmm. Like we're taking an hour drive every day to yeah. do this yeah, shit. Yeah, Pondo's not close. Yeah, we're doing this shit every day. We might not have much money, but we got weed. We got enough <laughs> to fucking get back and gas some food, and we all putting it together. All we gotta do is come with the weed. And we're the homies and just hanging out. Yeah. Wow. Mm. The best approach of life. And I was never like, oh, I'm a DJ, like, put me on. It's just like, right, no, right, I'm right. just being around. Just meeting this guy and that guy and just being in the right place. Jesus fucking. I don't man. know if I could have done that <laughs> for a whole year. Yeah. Wait, what's that guy from the office? John Kravinsky? Kravinsky. Kravinsky, who, like, uh, who directed the Quiet Place? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. His story is he moved to New York and he gave himself one year to make it as an actor. Yep. And I think... The the day like probably like ten months or eleven months in, he called his mom and said, "You know, I'm I'm gonna come home, like I, I'm done. I like nothing's popping here." And she said, "You know what? Just stick with it. Just stick with it for like finish the year." And he got the office. It's crazy, Damn. dude. I, but it, it's like that reminds me of your story. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it was like I don't want to live with the what if, woulda yeah. coulda. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I. I, I'd rather know, like, I failed and I tried. And I don't want to be that guy like, man, I could have done this. I could have done that. Like, right. I couldn't live with I couldn't live with that. Like, I couldn't live with myself if I left that out there for the world to, like, damn. 
Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Like, that shit woulda hurt me. Yeah, I, I kind of did the same thing when I moved to Vegas. I gave myself one year. I was like, if this shit don't come work, I just come back to L.A. But it's, just, it's that one year kind of, I, I think I got it from, like, Kevin Hart. He said some shit about his mom giving him one year to do the, the stand-up comedy and she'll pay his rent. And then shit, I wish out. I had that. I know <laughs> that's, that's nice. That's a fucking lob. <laughs> yeah, and then, um, but yeah, that was the one thing that I thought. I'm like, okay, let's just do one year, and that's enough time to figure if this is it or not. But it should usually it took work you out. like two years though. Why why you stayed another year? Because I had the podcast. <laughs> the podcast is doing well. We start making money off the podcast. You ain't really popped to the third year actually. No, but the, the, the podcast. But there was started, progress enough yeah. for him to stay. Like, well, I was like, damn, I'm not a deadbeat. You yeah, know I was just like, oh shit, there's some shit here. Let's just keep I'm grinding. Just with you. I think you did good for your first year. No, but the for, you know the first year of the podcast, we really didn't make money. So I was trying to you know I was selling sneakers, reselling shit, flipping shit. But then after that one year, we started making money. I was like, all right, cool. There's something here. Yo, so but be running. be real. Tell him your desperation. You were so desperate for gigs. Oh no, yeah, I was. I he was, was. He was like <laughs> trying to bribe motherfuckers with sneakers for gigs. Fuck so he's it. like, they'd be like, because you know he's he's the plug. Yeah. So these motherfuckers would be like, yo, you got the new whatever I was Jordan like, one. Yeah, you gotta get it. How you, you gotta can, do what man. you gotta do. To and then he was like, yo, man, like, what about a gig though? You can give me a gig. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll hook one. you up, yeah. but you let me see what you can do for yeah, me, yeah, dog. You and then these motherfuckers call me like. Yo, why is Jamie why is he swapping gigs for shoes? Why is he swapping gigs for <laughs> shoes? Are you not schooling this motherfucker not to move like this? And I fucking yelled at him. I fucking yeah. reamed him out. He had to be the big shit. homie. Yeah. yeah, he had to be my OG. But again, it was just it was one of those things where you're like in desperation, but you just don't know. You're trying to figure it out. I went in. I was like, yo, there's no shortcuts in this, man. <laughs> <laughs> he let all the anger out that day. I was like, all right, cool. Got it. After that, I was like, all right. He but uh, but yeah, that one year shit is usually what I don't know. There's something about just thinking one year, and then that one year just turns into two, and then you just yeah, it was a one year. Down. Sexy cannot popped off, and you started yeah. touring with Ray J. That shit was a movie. Now that's when the movie started. Sexy cannot just pardon my manners, girl. How you shake it? Got a nigga like it's a Kodak moment. Let me go and get my camera. All I wanna know is. The real movie. <laughs> Not the whole movie. Did, the you, real movie. did you keep commuting or you decided to just move down to LA full time? Yep, I moved down to LA full time. I moved with my cousin. But at that time, we was just moving and traveling so much. Like, And this is like before Instagram, and every girl wanted to be the next Kim K. So it was like. So, there's a bunch imagine, more tapes out there. Imagine, like, the, man. Yeah, you was on that show, bro. Yo, Look at his like, face. Uh, yo, yo, you got to watch the YouTube video. I Look at his face. Like, yo. at that point, every girl saw Kim K blow no, up. So they like, yeah, oh, Ray J could put me on, right? Absolutely. And when we would go everywhere, it wasn't like, when I work with certain artists, it's like a certain demographic. It's like from the old 50-year-old woman and guy to, like, the 18-year-old girl and guy, like, the range was so crazy of like how big the video and the song were like of really being a star like you get recognized everywhere and like and you, not every artist is like that there's some artists like yeah you get recognized and some people know but this is like the range of people that knew him at that time because that fucking video is so big pause but you know what I'm <laughs> well you talking about the sex tape the yeah. sex tape oh. and, you know and I'm talking the song, about, I was thinking and the video tape and the song was big the song yeah. was a, it was the top 10 song yeah. of that year and it was independent 
This was Koch. Oh, it was independent. Koch, Shaq, and I think Wack. Did it go platinum? Absolutely. Wow. Oh, yeah. Did Wack 100 uh, executive produce that, right? Something like that. It was like Shaq, Koch, and Wack 100. Yeah, Shaquille. I didn't know Shaq had anything to do with that. Yeah, he did. What the fuck has Shaq got to do with that? He was an investor. I didn't even know Wack 100 produced music. Yeah, that's how he got it. I don't think think he produced it. Detail produced the song. Oh, okay. But But, um, he he was involved with the label. I mean, he was involved with like. Executive producer doesn't really produce the song. He He was involved with it. Like, you know, like. Yeah, I didn't even know he was like involved with Like, probably putting the deal together or something like that. But he has something to do with it for sure. But wow. yeah, that's how that song came about. That shit was one of the biggest songs. I remember it was like it was because uh, uh, Throw It In The Bag was big and it was around the yeah. same time. Yeah. Because yeah. we was always, I used to always play that shit around Throw It In The Bag and shit. It's like 86, 88. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that so, song took me far. So took me we, far. I love that song. So that's your. That's when everything changed. That's when everything changed. Everything changed. That, everything. I was on a run with him because we were doing TV. What was the run? run? How long like was that TV? run? <laughs> like that was like at least a good three, four, five year run. Wow, damn, yeah. man. That, because the TV we're doing the TV for one song. No, but then the TV shit kicked. Oh, in. so like you know what I'm saying? Wait, we're wait, doing wait. That. So wait, the he song? didn't even want to put put it like this. This is why I stopped working for artists like at the time because he was doing music as a hobby. Like he does music like. Mm-hmm. Cause like it's prodigal, yeah. How he wants to do it, he's rich already. So one time I asked him like, "Yo, you don't want to travel to Europe and like go overseas or anything like that?" And he's like, "I'm rich. Like I don't got it. Like I I want to smoke good weed. I want to eat good food. I want to fuck you know cute girls." Yeah, he's gonna do that regardless yeah, where yeah. he was going. But to him, it was just about the comfort. Like I want to be in like my area, smoke, be at my crib. I don't have to go tour. Like, I don't need the money. Rager's a goat, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was his perspective. Like, to me, I'm like, fuck, I want to go tour and Because that's the DJ in you that just wants yeah. to be like, yeah. Be, but at the same time, like, I wasn't the comfortable just being, like, the friend, being around. Like, I, when I first started, like, then I started having my aspirations and my own thing of, like, I want to go do this on my own. Like, if you're not going to do music, I'm going to go do the clubs. And I don't want to just be known as Dre Sinatra, Ray J's EJ, even though that's how I got started. I had to, like, move myself away from that and just be like, this is just Dre Sinatra. Right. Not, this is such and such towards EJ, which it doesn't bother me, but, like, still, like, I just want to be my own guy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I stopped working with him. It was never, like, a fallout, like, anything like that. Like, I could have stayed doing just being around and, like, made a living off of that, but I didn't feel comfortable like just being around and like just that I just had higher goals and aspirations uh, for the myself. Mexican it's rough it's, yeah. it's like uh, I remember like uh, I was I was speaking with D'Angelo's road manager D'Angelo's you know obviously it was he was making music he wasn't doing shit for like I don't know how long decade like a good, like a good yeah. 10 years a, long a good decade and then the whole time he's telling me like yo like the whole band the producer everyone's just waiting for D'Angelo to be ready to tour and he's like he's just and he Chilling. was just like, I'm ready. I'm just waiting on D'Angelo. So you end up like not really, you know what I'm saying? Like like you said, not having your own identity and you're reliant on this one artist Absolutely. for your bread and butter. So you know I stopped saying? doing it. I stopped doing it. When did you stop doing it? <clears throat> Shit, I want to say maybe like 2012, maybe 11. And then you like started that. doing the clubs. Heavy. Then I went straight into like club mode, like every fucking club. I was doing like every club you could think of. And then Colony was like a big step for me too, because like, like I said, everybody was there from like Rihanna, Dr. Dre, Whitney Houston, like every and anybody could come on any given Monday. So like that was like a big step that opened like 
a lot of other clubs for me to do everything. Were you ready for the clubs? I was ready for it. You was ready? I was ready for it at that time. I was ready. I remember I saw you DJ one of my first times seeing you DJ like a full set was at Toxic. Yeah, see, like, I was doing the toxic shit and shit. That like shit that. was like, crazy. What's crazy. toxic? What is that? It was, like, one of the big... Oh, you go for it. You it was on a Saturday. It was uh, it was called Toxic Sun Saturdays, and then it was it was daytime party, and it was outdoor at where Momo used to throw his uh, everyday people at. Jardine? Jardine or whatever. It's called Lear at the time. And, yeah, that was just, like, mayhem, bro. Like, you had everybody from all the fucking rappers, Rihanna smoking blunts. It was, yep. it was wow. insanity. Drake... <laughs> Taking shots. It was like Rihanna was out there, huh? No, Rihanna, bro. Rihanna used to party <laughs> heavy in LA. No, for sure. She used to. She used bro, to be in the hood spots too. I, I'll tell you a good Rihanna story too. Like she was behind me one time. I was I was DJing early, and she was by herself. She was like dressed down, like a dress, and like her hair like bangs down. I didn't even know it was her the whole night because I go to the after hours later on and I see her clothes. I'm like, oh shit, that was you the whole time. She just had a beard in her. Like yeah, that was just me. She would go to the club like 10 30, 11 30. Just by herself. Out. Just vibe, yeah. Or like by stay. herself? Yeah, yes. by herself. Or no security, no No, yep. Or sometimes just stay till like 3 a.m. Like just just smoking bonds with everything. Like just lit. What was she, what you, you think what, she was just hanging out? Or you think she was studying the music and the reactions and shit? Nah, she was hanging she out. Was hanging she was hanging out. She was Because she would leave and come back. It was like the same night she went to go meet with Leonardo DiCaprio and came back and like crazy shit like soccer players and come back. But she was always cool. Like, she wanted weed? Shit, here's weed. Yeah, she bro. wanted other shit? I've seen her roll up. <laughs> She's one of the coolest <laughs> motherfucking, like, female supposedly divas that I've ever met. Like, the most, like, humble, like, drink beer. Yeah, yeah. Smoke, I've heard that about OG, like, I heard coolest person. Like, I I met some people, but, like, I, I fuck with Rihanna for her just being as cool as she was and yeah. being as big as she was. Like, like I said, just chilling by herself. She was in the hood spots, like, everything, yeah, bro. Like, she was super dope. I heard, I heard a story about her at Rhino. She got real wrecked. She went in the bathroom and threw up and threw up everywhere. She splattered all over the toilet <laughs> and everything. And uh, and then she was uh, she told like you know the dude running the like Rhino and she was like yo my bad like I just he's like I'll just have uh, you know maintenance clean the shit. She's like no, give me the mop and all the shit. I'll clean my own mess. So she was like, she was on her hands and knees, like cleaning her own throw up and vomit off in, in the girl's bathroom, and, it, and she cleaned up all that shit. Yeah, and he was shocked. He was like, he felt bad. He's like, no, we'll clean it. She's like, no, nah, it's my mess. I will clean it up. She cleaned the whole shit up. It was fire, man. Yeah, I think Toxic Saturdays was what kind of developed the idea for uh, for Penthouse. Because Penthouse is at a in a bigger space is much more glitz and glamorous and more production but toxic i don't think there would be a penthouse of the toxic saturdays just didn't take off the way they did back in the day it had a good run though and i was able to be like the resident so like the dope shit about that was like he said everybody would be in there and like just to have that spot but i could still represent the city you know what i mean still yeah. play like the west coast shit like yeah i'm gonna still play like the young california shit but i'm gonna still play like the south in the East Coast, yeah, like I'm not sure. gonna be stuck on just like one thing. Like you're gonna get everything from me, and if I play your song, it's gonna fucking go. Like I wasn't just playing anybody's shit. Like people be like, "How much to play a song?" Like, bro, you couldn't fucking give me a number right now to play a song. Like yeah. if in the moment, if everybody's in the building and like there's a certain situation and it's such a movie, I don't care how much you're talking about. I'm not playing your fucking song. It's not gonna fuck up the vibe. And when I play a song, I want people to really be like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, if he's playing it, it's gotta be something. 
Mm-hmm. I heard you recently, maybe like uh, maybe like the beginning of 2020. I heard you at Playhouse. Is that possible? Yes. Yeah, I heard you at Playhouse. I forgot what night it was. Could have been a Thursday or some. Probably Thursday. And then uh, yo, you sounded really good. Like you were, you sounded really, really good. And you were playing a bunch of LA shit that I don't even know. <laughs> this is probably when Blue Bucks Clan was like barely little, jumping, barely jumping. Yeah. And uh, early on that, yeah, yeah. You, you call me then, and you're like, "Yo, Jason Nacho just knows his shit in that room." Yeah, because I was like, like there's, "I was so... like, there's no way I could do this room because you need to know those Cali anthems, right, right." Like, but some of them are real deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not, they're not crossover. It's like Absolutely. if you in the city, you, it's like regional shit. Yeah, it's if you, mm-hmm. you have to know what's going on in the city to really dr- drop that shit. And the dope thing is, like, I'm not even gonna put names out, but there's, there's. DJs that always hit me like when they come do gigs like Yo, yeah like what's the shit send me a folder send me some shit and like I'm gonna bless them you know what I mean because I do the same like if I'm somewhere else you know what I mean like or yeah. I hit somebody like yo was jumping you know what I mean like it's only natural I, I really respected it because I was listening and I was like this is really dope and what's great about it is like no one could really come in this room and try to do what you do because it's like they really got to know what's going on in the city yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like you're shouting certain bottles out. Like it's kind of like there's a presence there. You know exactly what the city wants. So it was like it's a di- it was like one of the times when I started seeing like more and more where it's like motherfucker, you can't just fly anywhere and do like a set no more. You really have to cater to the city more yeah. and more, you know. You got to yeah. tap into the audience. Have like- you noticed that a little bit more recently in the past 5 or so years like the, everything's just super regional. Yeah, I was going to ask that question too. Absolutely. Like, when did LA start to get regional with those you, records? Yeah, because you've toured so many. You've toured for like over ten years, right? Like, yeah, like 15, fifteen, about fifteen. Fifteen years, but I would say in the last five years, maybe maybe less. Everything is so fucking regional and specific. Yeah, right? I just noticed that when I was in Brazil too, because I was like. When I was, I was out there, I really didn't hear no hip. I was like, all oh, Brazilian, violet, funk. Right. And it was like, you didn't hear no hip hop, no rap, really, right? When I was in Paris, like, not long ago, it was like all Afro beats. Then, like, you hear a little bit of rap, but it's like all that. And like, before it was like more hip hop was dominating, but now there's like more genres that are taking over certain regions. Like, out here, like, the the Afrobeat shit got kind of big, but it's not as big as like when you go overseas. Mm-hmm. You playing all that psh, movie, you played out here like there's gonna be people that fuck with it. But it's when more. when did you start seeing it a little bit more <sighs> in the last couple of years? I definitely think the pandemic helped a lot with that too. You know what I'm saying? Because you didn't have a club to go to, so it's like you had to like rely on whatever the fuck is going on in that playlist. So if you get like, caught in that world of oh, I'm just gonna listen to Afrobeats at the crib when you come back outside that's all you wanna hear a l- I feel like the pandemic just like there wasn't a lot of music that came out at that time so it's like you either got started fucking with a lot of older music or like a lot of real specific music right yeah if that makes sense I think it does I think there's I think there's like multiple elements in it um, I think there's a lot to list in the elements. I think there yeah. isn't like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like motherfuckers don't worship American culture like they used to. Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? Because of the internet and everything being so more open. Like, right. You could be popping on IG, Spotify, and never have came to America. Like, all these Brazilian cats have millions of followers, yeah. millions of listeners. 
don't people don't even know who they are in the United States, but you can still be regional, be big, bigger than yeah. some American artists. Right, right. You mentioned it's, the oh, go ahead. No. So you mentioned the pandemic. Were you like involved with a lot of like the underground shit that was going on in the city? That and Twitch though. Twitch yeah. for the most part, but like yeah, I was going I was doing a lot of like stripper, like they had a stripper. You and Charisma were killing it, right? <laughs> we was doing our shit. We always gonna figure it out. Trust me. We're gonna figure it out. Because I was wondering if that had a, if that played a role too with like just staying LA specific during the pandemic, you were just hitting LA parties, LA events with these under. No, you know parties. what got big in LA for a minute was Detroit music. And I'm gonna tell you why. All the trappers from Detroit were coming to LA during the pandemic. Mm. Really? So like they was like, We wanna hear Detroit music. So like Babyface Ray, like I swear Vezo, like all yeah. that shit got big during the pandemic. Damn. I don't even know. Sada I don't baby. even never know heard of any of those. Yeah, Sada Baby. Sada Babies. He, so like yeah. all, I heard these, of Sada baby. all these like Detroit rappers, like the sound got big in LA mm. because like they were all like those guys were coming to LA. Oh shit! Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. is it still popping now? Like it's still popping now because like they're they're jumping. But during the pandemic, it was more like all you hear in Detroit music like to the point where like I come in like yo, where the fuck am I? Like why am I hearing so much fucking Detroit music? And then I'm like looking at the like the the tables or like the people. There's like the trappers are coming from like that area. So I'm like ah, it makes sense. Like they're catering to them, but they're playing a lot of shit. That's like there's no fucking way. Like if these dudes weren't here, they're playing this shit. Are they still out here? Some uh, not as much, but at that time during the pandemic, mm -hmm. there was a rush. So you so did it become part of the rotation? It now? had to because wow. you had to like cater to them. It's it's funny like. When movements happen in music and it's related to like what's happening in real life. Yeah, that's what it was. So now you have like this story of like the pandemic and Detroit music in invading what LA. Time, that's interesting. It that's is. really interesting. So I like that it's still in rotation and shit. You still. No, it shit. is like Babyface Ray, I Swear Bezo, who else? Somebody like T Grizzly still gets play, obviously, but those for the most part, they still get play. Damn. And uh, Peasy. Some dude named is T Grizzly from Detroit? Yeah, yeah. From Detroit. yeah, I didn't even know. You that. were one of the first DJs I saw that that went to like Europe. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was. Uh, and you were advertising the show. You were like on Twitter. Like, I was in. It was like sensitive times. This was like right. This was like. <laughs> this was like right when Rack City maybe had just came out. No, 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 no. I'm t no, no. I'm talking about the pandemic. You. Were oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Everybody no, tried no. to get me to stop going. Do it, yeah. I was like, fuck that, I'm going. Like, yeah, what the fuck? But it was like, we, it was like, remember when they shut the whole country down? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And then, like, two weeks in it, you're like, I'm going to Germany or something. You're just like, I'm no, going to like, Europe. Yeah, I was going to Europe. I was going to London. And you were like, pray for me. Or like, yeah, pray for me. <laughs> Yo, because what happened is they shut the, they closed the border a, a day before. Like, they moved it. Like, I had a flight on like the 18th. It was like, they were supposed to close on the 19th. And it was like, we're going to close it the 17th now. So it was like a scramble to get like a ticket back. I had like three tickets back home. Like everybody called me, like even Ty, he called me. He's like, yo, man, you need a ticket home? Like, I got you. Like people were calling me like, yo. You Wait, why did you need to go to Europe for a show? I went to, I had clubs that had already like lined up. Like it had already been booked. And it was still open? Yeah, it was still like open. they hadn't shut down for the pandemic yet. No, they had, it was like the last week, like literally the last day that they shut everything down for like a year and a half. So like, I was like the last DJ to do like all the big clubs in London before the pandemic. And there was no way you wanted to cancel. You know? Fuck no, I love London. I'm like, I'm out of it. What the fuck? 
I'm out here. I'm like, man, if it's my time, it's my time. I'm gonna wear a fucking mask. Is that how you saw? Is that how you saw the pandemic? I'm like, yo, I have a mask, like they say, the magical mask. Why not? Like, yeah, the magical mask. Magical mask. The flight, the flight there was smooth. Like I had like damn near a whole fucking road of myself. Like the whole plane to yourself. Yeah, damn near. (laughs) There's a picture. It's eerie too. Like there's really nobody on the plane. It's like maybe a handful of people. And how was it? Was it fun? I had a great time. still wilding out over there. I loved it. I had fun. I think motherfuckers were shaming you a little bit, right? On Twitter? Yeah, like, bro, like, relax. Like, fucking. And he didn't give a fuck. He just kept posting pictures. Like, Like, he was like, yo, like, he's just like, London is vibe or some shit. like, fuck. Like, y'all too sensitive, man. I'm like, this motherfucker don't care at all. what you want me to do? Stop living? The world's shutting down. He fucking I had to get my fucking last last one in. Yeah, it was like, I'm looking at my Twitter feed, and you Uh, know when they're showing like the the <laughs> the CDC. Shirt? No, they're showing like the fucking freezer trucks. What is it in New York with oh, the yeah, dead yeah. bodies? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're but, showing like the freezer trucks with dead bodies in New York, and then Jason out there like, "Yo, London is fucking popping, yo." <laughs> And these DJs like, I can't believe you fucking going out there. The fuck, people are dying. This dude's going out. I I mean, (laughs) can't be mad. I mean, I can't. can't. Like at the end of the day, they don't pay my bills. (laughs) How many times do you think you got COVID? Did you ever catch it? Yeah, I got it one time. Just once? I think I had it before. Like when people really knew what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I had it one time. Like around New Year's, right? Or like around Super Bowl when it was like Super Bowl February. Yeah. Damn. I had the craziest sweats. Like, I woke up, I thought I was like, I jumped in the pool. Like, I woke up one day, like, I was wet. Like, literally, my shirt was soaked. Like, literally, I, like, could wring the shirt out. I'm like, yo, something ain't right. And I had, like, a cough for, like, two weeks. And, like, later on, it made sense. I'm like, I think I had it. Yeah, yeah. But And you still went to Europe. I mean, this was, like, later on. This was, like, this was Yeah, the antibodies, by the No, this was way later on. Just probably, like... Maybe two March. months. Okay, a month. Yeah, yeah, like March. Damn, that's wrong, Tom. You you got kind of sick, crooked, huh? I got sick did New Year's, so I got sick in like January. Did you lose your sense of taste or smell? I didn't have that. Did you? Yo, but he was when I really caught it. Yeah, when like I really. What do you mean to really? When I when it, after like they said there was COVID. Yeah, yeah. Like it was around Fourth of July weekend. One day, I, like I woke up and was like had the listerine. You know, like, I can't taste this shit. Oh shit! I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I can't taste. And I'm like, I can't smell anything. I'm like, oh, that happened fuck. to me. I oh think I was God. I was chopping onions and I couldn't smell it. And I was like, oh shit! Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and I, well, I had like this real strong peppermint soap I used for the shower. I couldn't smell it. Wait, how like, long did you lose? How long did it last? Almost two weeks. That's it. I quarantined at the crib for like almost two weeks. Damn. You, you. I mean, that's that's not bad, man. That's I mean, the we only were time we were already in quarantine as it is. So it didn't even matter. Like, I was still had to sit down regardless. And you were on Twitch, too. Yeah, every day. You was twitching. Every you was, fucking day. You was day. twitching. You was, <laughs> every you day. was out there. We was out there. You was even coming to Vegas Twitch. and twitching with, uh, with getting on Twitch with friends. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we was getting it on Twitch, man. <laughs> I was twitching yeah, ass. We was twitching, man. Yeah, I'm that's, telling you. Yeah, I, made more, I made more money twitching. Like, not that's, that's not why we started Twitch. We just did it out the love because we just wanted to DJ for people. It was like, when you do something genuinely... Like sometimes you're gonna get rewarded. Yeah, yeah. And like that's I was making more at home on Twitch than I would have even if I was doing gigs maybe five, seven times a week. Really? Yeah. I yeah. remember during the pandemic, wasn't didn't some DJ like um he did like a um some kind of benefit, whatever, that he took money f- 
he gave the other DJs monies that wasn't oh. working. Oh, we did that. Yeah, you had the Young California. Young California. Thing. Yeah, Young yeah, yeah, California. Amen. DJ right, yeah. Amen yeah, told yeah, us we about did that. that. Yeah, Young California thing where we gave uh, donations. We got we got basically artists to like to donate money. Yeah, donate bread, and from this bread, we was like dispersing it to like active working DJs that like we know, like whether you and our crew. First, we took care of the crew first, mm -hmm. and then everybody else. Like, yo, here's a thousand or whatever, such and such. We could, but. It was something new we could I was, do. No, I was always thinking, I always wanted to know how much money was y'all giving out because it seemed like shit. Whatever we got, we gave it all out. Like we would like get, do another round of like whoever didn't get one this time That's or dope, man. certain DJs yeah. from the East Coast. Like whoever we could help. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't profit off it. Like it was really some like yo. Yeah, so we can yeah. disperse it. Like Amen said, he had like a list of DJs, and yeah. he kind of he just like kind of just divided everything so it was kind of even, exactly. and everyone yeah. got some shit. Yeah, exactly. No, if we miss somebody when the next artist came, then we make sure we take care of somebody we miss, or somebody might have hit us up like, "Yo, I need help." Mm -hmm. You're not on Twitch anymore, right? I still get on there once in a while. Once in a while, yeah, yeah. still fuck with it. What's it? You're following. They get pissed off because it's like you yeah. turn your back on them. Shit. They know. They. I still keep up with them. Like on Discord, I let them know. Like y'all, I got, I got a lot of shit. Like y'all see what I be posting. Like it's not like I'm out here just like, oh, the world's open. I'm done. Like not. Nah. They see me doing gigs, traveling, doing this and that. They get it. Yeah, yeah. But I still, like I said, I try to keep them updated. Like yo, I love y'all. Miss y'all. You still have your setup at the crib? Yeah, of course. I, I built a room just for it. That's dope. Man. Yeah, built. Yeah. Didn't you like buy a house off of the the some of the Twitch? Though? Some, some. I mean, I was already in the process of it, but like I said, that just helped me like not have to worry about like gigs and shit. Like I could just stream from home every day and like just focus on that. I'm telling you, there's certain DJs that talk about Twitch like it was Bitcoin. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. But at the, it, like I said, like it was genuine because it's like, yo, they helped us get through some shit, and like to them, like we they say, like, yo, you helped us get through some shit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like we both kind of helped each other, mm -hmm. and like I, I'm like a believer. Like if you do good shit, like shit, you're gonna get rewarded and blessed. Like you know what I mean? Just, it's a blessing. It was a blessing in disguise because when we started, it was just pure. Like, we started buying equipment, started learning shit, became designers, and, like, shit, it was just, like, we didn't have to do that, but we did it out the love. You know what I mean? We didn't do it in intentions. Like, we didn't even think it was going to be a lucrative thing. We just did it for the love. Yeah. And, and then all this other shit started happening. It's like, damn. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's more motivation to do it even stronger. Because mm -hmm. you a Sade fan. You had like a whole... Uh, I yeah, Sade. Had... I just did it Saturday. I still do it though. Sade, Sade Saturdays? Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Sade Saturdays. All Sade. Like all fucking four hours of Sade. Yeah, four I remember you used to be on Twitch like five in the morning. Yeah, four or five in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. Wait, wait, wait. Because the schedule was Franzen, right? Yeah. And then, then Franzen, and then it would be you. Yeah. You'd continue it. And then Edith started getting on. So I started like telling him, like, yo, be up at 7 a.m. I'm going to throw you a lob. And he started doing his shit. Damn. Just kept it going. Like, <laughs> wow. How did you and Franzen connect? At Poetry. Oh, With shit. Okay. Yeah, that day. That was like one of the days. Like, that's still my brother to this day. Like, that's somebody I really look up to, a great mentor, somebody who I feel like made me a better person. Wow. You know I'm saying just the, the love that he showed me. He, he, I feel like he he showed me how to be a good big homie to the next person. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, he could be doing Dre's. It could be prime time. Be like, yo, DJ, like, play, like I saved you all the shit. Like, that's his residency. He don't got to do that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He could be like, bro, when Ty's ready or whenever such and such is ready, like, 
let me know. But he don't got to be like, yo, take the time, shine, do your thing, go hard, play whatever you're going to play. Like, everybody doesn't have that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, he taught me to be like that. Like, it's not, it's like, it's just good, like, to just have a friend that, that would even do that for you. So I would do that for the next person. And, you know what I mean, vice versa, because you know there's some DJs that wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? It's their residency. Like, Dre's, like, you know what I mean? It's like their house. Like, why would why would they fucking be like, yo, Sean? Not everybody's like that. It used to be like that. Like, back in, like, uh, in the early 2000s, it used to be really like that. Like, See, in, in the hip-hop shit, it's not like that. Why is it's a little that? bit different. It's more, like, territorial. Like, right, I'm right, the right. guy. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he taught me, like, how to be a, just a better friend. Like, just the way he is. That's why he is who he is. And, like, just me being around people like him, drama, Green Lantern. Like, it was just, it was, like, the best university I could go to. Because, like, there's certain things I loved about how they move. Like, drama to this day. He'll still go to every DJ booth, shake hands, boom, boom, say what up, yo, bro, such and such, introduce himself. Just good manners, like, you know what I mean? Just, like, he don't got to do that. He's just go, he, he could just sit in a section. We still going to go dap up the DJ, show him love, you know what I mean? Just yeah. little shit Just being like professional, that. right? Just being, yeah. professional, just being a good dude, like, on some genuine shit, like, it's love, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just, just little things, even Green Lantern, stories I hear from him, like, just I feel like I'm blessed to be around him because all that helped me become who I am today. Mm-hmm. Just a little splash of all these guys I looked up to. Wait, it's, so how did you link up with Ty Dollar? I was doing the clubs, so I stopped doing the Ray J shit, and yeah. I was doing the clubs. And I oh, wait before we go to Ty Dollar, and you stopped doing the Ray J shit. Yeah. Will you when you look back on the Ray J shit? Was that one of the funnest times in your life? Absolutely. <laughs> was it the funnest times of your the life? The funnest times. Not oh taking God. nothing away from nobody because yeah. the Instagram wasn't fully around. So it was still like a little a gray area where like you could get away with a little bit more. Right. You know what I mean? It was like right before the explosion yeah. where everybody's filming everything. Everybody's recording everything. So it was like the end of an era. Right. It's a beautiful thing. And then he made Kim K at the time. So like you could just imagine like every girl that just wants to be around that could be like four guys and 30 girls like just imagine all the shit that he got bro that Ray J couldn't handle bro, but to say that exactly. yeah man just imagine <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He, he was on that show that, that's when I knew who that's when I first knew who Dre Sinatra was I think I was like 18 at the time and he had a for love of Ray J the show I've never seen that show. And, and yeah, keep you know. That way. So he was like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It was number one. It went on BET and MTV, man. Was, so Ray I J- have my own episode. So you were you were like Ray J's sidekick. His best friend. One your of best them. There was a so I'm saying, I'm saying a Ray J's Will Smith and you're like Jazz. Yeah. Like Fresh Prince of yeah, Bill-Aid, right? Kind of. I mean, there was other. Shorty Mac, which, is, which was his boy. I was just like, I was one of the homies. You know what I mean? It's like part of the squad, part of the gang. You were telling me about what? The Smash the oh, Homie shit? Smash the Homie. He came in on one of the episodes and he's like, yo, that one chick. Yeah, bro, I took that down. <laughs> but they played me on that, though. Why? Like, they, Why? They, they really played me on that because... So I went to Santa Barbara to go do... I went to go do a gig, right? And I had booked these girls to, like, be go-go. This was, like, the when the import night type shit. Yeah, so I booked these nights. girls. Yeah. yeah, I booked these girls to go do the gig Wait, what do you me. mean, imp- or like, import cars? Yeah, yeah, but they would have the, the, the uh, models that would be along with the oh, cars. The import models. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, one yeah. of them that happens to be that I booked was the one that's on the show, right? So I'm calling both these girls, like, yo, they're not answering their phone. I had a gig the next morning, like, the producers hit me, like, yo, we need you to DJ this TV show. It's like, all right, bet. 
I go over there. I see the two girls. They were supposed to go do the gig with me the night before at Hot Import Night. So, like, I see them. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? Then they were like, yeah, she's on the show. I'm like, how? Like, I already fucked with this girl already. Like, they went with the intentions of, like, doing that. You know oh. what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Like, they set it up. They wanted to create conflict. They wanted to. They went knowing, like, that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm getting to the gig, like, like surprised. Like, what the fuck? And it was on camera. They caught all of it? Yeah, they, no? they're catching the shit. And I'm like, they came on the show to do that. Right. Like, they they had a manager that, like, put that in play. Like, it wasn't like So me they got paid to fuck with you. I don't know if the, how they worked that, but they specifically Someone paid them to smash that. you, bro. Yeah. They basically <laughs> planned that because no. that was some, no, it should really happen. Like, uh. it was like some genuine he, he shit. Was, wow. He was talking about on the show, he's like, yeah, bro, I smashed him on the couch. Or yeah, at, like at his crib. Like, we met him at Area, and we fucking. Area used to be Nightingale. <laughs> yeah, Area used to be Nightingale. So we met him there. Me and Ray J came back off tour. One of my homegirls, I was like, yo, I'm going to introduce you to Ray J. And she's like, oh, I got a friend for you. And she brought the other girl. Did our thing, never like hung out after you that. Think that was a setup. So they got paid to fuck you. I don't know. That's just crazy because like, at the end of the day, that that was never my intentions, like to put my business out there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I got like walked into something. Yeah, because you walked wow. into that scene, like yo, like I'll be real with you. So you were tight. You were tight. I wasn't even. I was just like, I, I that wasn't what you I wanted used. to be known for. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's not why I wanted to be on TV for. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to play myself. Because the whole premise of that show was... To find Ray J Love. All, all these girls were competing to, uh, what, to, to win Ray J at the end? Yeah, so it's like, why would you have fucked with me, right? And then go on a fucking reality TV show with my boy where I smacked at his house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. not like... That shit's whack. It sounds like good TV. Though. It's, it is. <laughs> VH1. It was VH1. Yo, man. They okay. set me up. I'm telling you, bro. Some good producers, man. It wasn't like, I was like, yo, put me on the shit like that. Yeah. Like, nah, it just, they fucking walked me into the scene. Because like, wait, wait. There was like Flavor of Love, right? Flavor Flav had. That was the first that one. That was I the think. first one. Yeah. And then it was, what'd you say? Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. Michaels. And then it was Ray J. Yeah. And the Ray J shit was big. Was did number you, one. Did you get famous off of the Ray J? Joint? I mean, yeah. I, I, there was people that like, you know yeah, what I'm dude, dude, that's how I knew who he was. And then I met him at Playhouse. He was a super nice guy. I was like, oh, shit. It's like, <laughs> at that end of the day, that shit was nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I never let that get to my head. Or like, oh, I'm fucking this guy from VH1, reality TV star. Like, that shit was never in my fucking vocabulary. Like, just that's not what my thing, right? like, you don't ever hear me really talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, it happened. It is what it is. Fuck it. How much were they paying you for, at the end of, I don't even for know, love, bro? I don't even <laughs> I'm know. so curious. I'm so curious to be like on this show in reality TV. What did they know. pay? But that's when reality TV was like at its peak. Yeah, yeah. Real, I mean, I guess so, right? Yeah, all the yeah. love shows, yeah, that show, yeah, real you world. A, you had Ti when he got out of jail. I mean, that a, shit was on show. BET and MTV. No, B no VH1? MTV and a, VH1. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was that big. Like it was number. I can't one. lie, Rager saved that network. For it sure. was number one. Yeah, like, that was a huge show, bro. Like, like that shit was. Shit's like crazy. my parents seen it. My grandma seen. It. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. <bro." laughs> oh my god, that's the worst. <laughs> exactly. That's why I wasn't proud of it. Oh yeah. man, sorry I brought it up, bro. That's all good. <laughs> I, at the end of the day, like I said, man, it is what it is. Like I don't, I'm not ashamed of it. I I didn't do anything bad, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, 
you want to put the business out there, that's on you. But don't make me look dumb. Right. And you didn't look dumb. I don't. I didn't see it, but I don't I think anybody saw you was looking dumb for look sure. Dumb, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <That's crazy. laughs> Wasn't there a waitress uh, at Light from that show? She won. No, um, Joanna. Yeah, Joe. the first yeah. one. Yeah, Joanna. Yeah, she was a waitress at Light. Yeah. She was a. There was another one that was at Light that she was on another reality show. That's what I thought you. Yeah, was but Joanna, about. I think she started at Tal, right, Jamie? Yeah, yeah she was I at Tal. Fuck, I love her, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a beam. She was real cool. Hella yeah, cool. She was good. Yeah, she yeah. was really nice. Yeah, she was when real I met cool. her, I was like, ah. she was good <laughs> and everyone was like, "Yo, that's the girl on Ray J." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. And it was that show, Cocktail Joe. Yeah, cock- cocktail. Joe, that was a name. Yeah, cock- cocktail uh, Joe. That's yeah. crazy. I'm sick. Yo, uh, yo, Ray J had the best nicknames for these women. Yeah, like they they had like yeah, it was pretty nuts. I mean, fuck danger. danger. <laughs> so you went from Ray J, you went to the nightclubs, and then you linked up with Ty Dolla. Yep. And was Ty Dolla through Young California? We haven't really talked. No, about I, I just I think I just seen him in the club, and like I heard a couple songs, and then I think I might have heard like. I want to say all-star or something else. Mm-hmm. Might have been something else before, but I just knew. I'm like, man, this guy's going to fucking be That's crazy because all-star didn't really pop. No. It didn't, but I knew the But potential. it was a good. So you remember all-star crew? Yeah. I don't even heard it. It had a, it had a house sample. It had a Swedish house mafia. Yes, one yes, sample. yes. Dun, 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 dun. But that to me was like, yeah, this guy's going to be. I was playing good. it and I was like, damn, this shit ain't taking off and not taking off. But it was a good you record. You know what it was? They, they couldn't clear the sample. Oh, so really? Any radio player? Yeah, Swedish House Mafia wouldn't clear it at that time. He was nobody. Because Swedish House yeah. Mafia was they, they had Pharrell kings. on it. Does yeah, it pop up on it? Does it pop up? Yeah. I uh, see. I think that's the flip one. See. That's that's, not, a, that's, a video. that's not the original. That's, one. that's not the original. I remember this. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. They changed the sample. Yeah, that one sounds like a. Yeah, yeah. I think I got the original one in my laptop. Yeah, yeah. but I that that, that yeah. made me be like, yo, man, this guy is fucking dope. It's different. Like I like the like infusion of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like he's not rapping. He's like sing rapping. But you would see him around and shit. Yeah, I would see him around. And yo, here's a wild thing. So in between the Ray J shit and the mustard barely started making beats. I told Ray J, I was like, yo, man, you should fuck with this kid, Ty Dawson, and this guy Mustard. Like, they're next. Like, they're going to fucking be a problem. And, like, we went to the studio, and, like, I think I think Ray, like, he might have got high, fell asleep, whatever. And, like, I don't think the song ended up coming out or nothing ended up happening. But at that time, I was already telling Ray J, like, yo, Ty Dawson and Mustard are going to be a problem. Damn. This is early on. I was, what, like, I, cause I was trying to get Ty to write a song for him, like, yeah, with a mustard beat. Like, yo, you need to fucking get on this wave. It's going to be something. So they was down, but Ray didn't, did he not take it he, seriously? He, he, like I said, like, he did shit as a hobby. You know what I mean? Like, right. he was just, like, rich. So it's like the intensity and the hunger is different. It's like if he catch him on the right there, if he's really, really fucking with it, cool. There's but at the day, yeah, there. the urgency was just like, I'll get back to We'll, we'll link up again. Like, it was like that type of vibe. Like, we'll get in it again. So then, wait. So when did you link up to, with Ty? Before Paranoid dropped? Yeah. Some of my bitches in the club. And I know they know about each other. I think these bitches trying to set me up. Maybe I'm just paranoid. Basically, I told Ty at one point, I threw a party, and I was like, yo. I was like. I decided I want to start tour DJing again. So that I was like, 
I told him like, yeah, I'm gonna DJ for you. I didn't even he didn't even ask me. I told him like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna <clears throat> DJ for you. Yeah, like that's just what it is. Like we're gonna travel the like, world. I, cho I choose you. <laughs> that's what I told him. I told I basically told him like, yo, we're gonna travel the world. Like, there was I there was no him, skepticism after dealing with Ray. Like you just was ready to die. Nah, because him. I knew he was hungry. Mm -hmm. It was like the complete opposite. You get like a gut feeling, huh? Yeah, it was like the complete opposite. Like he's hungry. Like he has to do this. Right. It wasn't like the Ray J thing where he didn't have to do it. This is like he has a daughter. He's fucking talented. He's in the studio every day. He's got a good shot of doing something. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, at worst case, we travel the world once or twice. Like that's what I'm thinking my worst case scenario is. Mm -hmm. Wait, what year was this, you think? This was uh, 2011. Like 2011, 2011 yep. Right here. Like 2011, so then we ended up doing a couple shows, and um, right off the gate, like we just click, and then we go to Denver. It was like I think the first show we did, he plays Paranoid for me. We're in the whip. He's like, "Yeah, I got this song." And I was like, "Oh yeah, shit, cool." Then he goes on tour with Wiz. I think Paranoid drops like in that time that he's on tour, so he's not understanding what's going on. So I text him like, "Hey yo." When you get back, you're gonna have the biggest song in the city. I promise you that. When wow. he came back, boom, Paranoid was like the biggest shit in LA. It's fucking huge. huge. I remember the first time I heard that song was out here in a club and Franzen was DJing. I forgot the name of the club, man. But Franzen dropped it and I was like, yo, what is this? And I, remember I, walked, up, I walked up to Franzen and he's like, yo, it's this new cat, Ty Dolla Sign. And I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. And I could hear, I was like, I know this is mustard. Cause I could, you know, after you hear Rap yeah, City, yeah. like you know what I mean, kidding shit, mm -hmm. and I was just like, yo, this shit is crazy, and this shit just blew up, like it felt like overnight. Yeah, I told him, I said, yo, you can have the biggest song when you get back. You, I would have never known how talented Ty Dolla Sign is from that song. Like we really saw him evolve as an artist. I just knew, I, you know what it to me is work ethic. That's what made me be like, if he puts up fucking a hundred shots, and he makes seventy five of them things. We're good, you know what I'm saying? Like a work. I'm thinking numbers wise, like his ethic. Like he's gonna bang out a song every day, a couple every day. Not because he has to, but because he just wants to be in there. So he's really a studio rat. Yeah, he stays like in there. he's in there. Like he's always creating, always like in that mind frame. I think he taught Mustard how to produce. Yeah, he did. Wow. Oh shit, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he did. I think the Rack City beat came out because Ty Dolla Sign left the studio early. And he started fucking around with the Fruity Loops or whatever he had left behind. He would encourage him. Yeah, and then he got into, and then he made Rack City, and then Tiger got on and it blew the fuck up. Yeah, he so would yeah, encourage him. That's crazy. And I told Ty this. I told Ty this earlier. I said, "Yo, I said Mustard's gonna maybe not as big, but he's gonna be like a, a this generation's type Dr. Dre for this next generation." Mm. And I told him that early. It's like, watch, he's gonna stay on it. Yeah. Wait, do you think you have like a sense you have like an ear or you have like a gut feeling about it's certain both. artists it's both it's like a little bit of both it's like you didn't see so many artists and so seen so many people right but sometimes it's like the little intangibles like what's his work ethic is he gonna be here early is he gonna be here late yeah yeah mm -hmm. is he down to put in extra work is he down to do t three extra songs for this promoter like little things like that I'm looking at mm -hmm. you know I, I always look at tour DJs and I always wonder, sometimes it's hard, like tour DJs, they don't have that separation. They kind of start feeling like an artist. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I don't so, have that desire. But you, you know what I'm talking about, Absolutely. right? They, so, like, it's like they're not willing to be like the Robin. 
You know what I mean? They don't yeah, want yeah. to be the Robin. Like, I'm happy being the Robin. Or, or not only that, they're not aware that they're, like, on this ride. And the actual train that's moving is the artist. You know who told me it the best? You know? Early, Ray J. He said, you know what? He said, it's cool. You enjoy all this. He's like, but at the end of the day, and he wasn't even telling me because of me. He said because one of my friends fucked up. But he's like, they're here for me, first and foremost. So like that, like was like, yo, that was like a reality check, because he wasn't telling me because I fucked up, my boy fucked up, but he took it personal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But he was just like letting him know, like, bro, at the end of the day, like this shit's for me. Like you're on the ride with me. Mm -hmm. Like don't forget that. Like you're a role player. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just sank in. Like, all right, cool. Once I figured that out, it, that always carried with me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I always took that everywhere. Like with the artists, like, shit, I'm a role player. Like, it's not about me. It's about them. And like, I don't mind being the guy in the corner or being off off the side or being the fucking third, the role player. Like, it's cool. Like, I live my life. I'm I'm happy. I'm an itinerary. I'm on the hotel. I'm in the meals. Shit, that's what counts. The check clears, that's what counts. Yeah. All that other shit is just extra. I'm saying that like that shit got to be hard. I've I've met certain tour DJs who can't turn it off, and they think like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, they get sucked into that world, and they they start like trying to spend money like they're e equivalent to the artists. Fuck no. You know what I'm talking about, right? Absolutely. And they they trying to like keep up keep up like you know with the joneses a little bit and just you be like you're you know, gonna fucking lose like that yeah it's it's unrealistic and it's uh it's just i always wondered if there's that that gray area or motherfuckers just get lost in, in that world absolutely they want to rap or they want to fucking wear all the jewelry or wear the same clothes it's like it's cool if you got it if you got it like was, that was there a point where you ever thought were you getting sucked in the world a little bit absolutely <laughs> Yeah. But not 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 in the shine was it, not, was it with not in the shine sense not yeah. like in the shine sense more just like lifestyle like the lifestyle the clothes maybe yeah more so but was that around the Ray J time um this is like little various pockets like little phases you know people go through phases yeah yeah like you go through this little so phase there was was there like, a recent phase where you kind of got lost and you like I had to, you had to like check yourself a little bit yeah probably like three or four years ago yeah. what happened wait wait what happened i think i was like on the ysl phase because ty was like on this ysl phase so I'm like i gotta get ysl fans too. yeah, yeah. like shit like that but it wasn't even nothing bad but at, at the end of the day, i've always been my own person mm -hmm. that's what like makes me who i am like i'm not trying to be like this guy that guy sound like this dj i just want to be me mm -hmm. and like that's hard it's hard sometimes but i don't I'm, I'm my thing is i just want to be comfortable like wherever I go, I want to be dressed comfortable. I want to go how I want to go. I'm not gonna be in a suit. I'm not gonna be in no tie. I'm not gonna be in no shiny shoes. None of that shit. I'm coming how I come, and I work hard for that shit. Yeah, yeah. I work hard to be able to wake up when I want, dress how I want, eat how I want. Like this, is what that's why I work hard for those things. When did you, when did you start realizing you were getting too deep in the wide self? <laughs> when I was like, man, like. <laughs> 1500 for like some just regular black pants i'm like this shit's a fucking scam like, <laughs> i'm like these shits look like any other fucking regular black pants i have in my fucking closet that's crazy <laughs> i love it i like the honesty yeah we get lost in that shit sometimes man we all do right we all do yeah I, i'm at that point where i want houses you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i want shit like see, that see i i wish i was on that or someone put me on to that shit like earlier 
You know what I'm saying? It's never like, too late. It's never too late, but it's like when you You're think always going to need somewhere to live. Man. I, I just wish, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish some motherfucker brought that up to me. Like, because in New York, it was, like, unheard of to own property. Yeah. So you just never really like no one talks. I mean, about I always it. used to tell you get a house, and you was like, Nah, I don't want a house. You know what it is when he got his house, he got a house. You got like these bedrooms he don't use, so you end up like spending like another like ten twenty racks, like you know, like like interior designing a room that no one goes into and shit. And I was just like, shit would break down. I'm like, Yo, I'd rather just start a business. So then we that's when we opened yeah, like the yeah. store. So I was mm-hmm. like. I don't want a fucking crib that, you know, so I was like, let me just start a business and shit. Yeah. But No, that's fine it, too though. But you gotta have both. You gotta have both. You gotta have both, <laughs> yeah. man. You have you gotta have to you gotta go through a YSL phase to realize I this, this is it. I don't a, want this shit, really. As a DJ, like we have our moment where you're gonna be like here. And who knows when you get right here. Oh, absolutely. You need to have those investments that like gonna carry you to the shit. It's all up and down mm-hmm. though, right? It's a super up and down. Like that's the thing about this game is like you could be hot, cold, hot. Me, I just try to stay in the carpool lane. It's going smooth, warm. I never want to get too hot. Don't ever want to get too cold. Mm. Just be good where I'm at in my shit. Have my little identity, my shit where I live. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't bother nobody. I'm not in competition with anybody. Right. I fuck with all the DJs in LA for the most part. We have a good community. DJs all over the world. Like it's about building. Like there's enough room for all of us to eat and live. Like mm-hmm. I'm not competing with nobody. It, I'm just trying to live and just do what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want like a steady, you know, like a steady stream. You don't yeah. want any waterfalls because it's like, honestly, the more ups you get, the, the more down, downs I you're gonna get. Down. You know That's what I'm saying? I said. Like just to stay in the middle. You know what I mean? Stay warm. That's it. I like that. Yeah. That's it. You don't want to get too hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get too hot. Yeah. I'm happy where I'm at. I get to blessing. Like when I look back, I'm like, fuck. Like this shit happened so fast. But like I look at the pictures, I'm like, damn, that's cool. I was able to do that shit. But like still doing it to this day. Like if you think about it, like to to do this, like I pretty much play music mm-hmm. for a living for yeah. people, uh-huh. and like to do the things I've done for it, it's like what I always wanted. Like this, this is what I wanted. And it's like, dang. I really have a house or like I really right. do this shit like it blows my mind sometimes. Well, don't you feel like our generation the only thing we ever wanted to do was make a living off of something we love to do. That's it. And mm-hmm. I feel like the new generation that's not enough. I feel like they want more. Yeah. Like uh they want it fast. They want it fast and like they want to they, do less work for. It's like yeah, and it's like this like I don't can, even know if it's about the less work. I I think they have um they just want it, like you said, like fast. They're, it's they, like they, the TikTok shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not knocking that, but it's like, all right, you're famous as a TikToker, and like, what do you do? Like, after you do that spiel, then like, what do you really do? You know what I mean? Like, what's your talent? Like, what's your skill? Like, what are people gonna come see? Like, to do a live TikTok? Like, we really do shit. We really DJ. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool to have all these thousands of followers mm-hmm. and likes and all that shit, but in real life, like, when we're rocking, for 1,000 people, 20,000 people, like, huh, that's way, I'll take that shit over any of that other shit any day. That's like live shit I could really feel and see and live. You know what I mean? It, it's funny though, man. I feel like the kids are just like, I'd rather just go viral, be famous. That's what I'm and saying. Then, and then I'll get the money somehow. I'll figure it out. Like, 
I think for them, they're just like, once I got the fame and people know me, I'll figure out what the fuck I want to actually do. Yeah, we don't come from that era. Yeah. Because I don't want to sound <laughs> old because I hate talking about coming from eras yeah. and my time and this time. Like, but but it, wasn't, it wasn't possible to just be famous for nothing back then. You, no, had, to, like, you had to be good at something. Yeah. A Actually, yeah. you know, a lot of people blame the Ray J, the, the sex tape with KK, because <laughs> it was the first time that, like, quote unquote, someone like Kim Kardashian could be famous for for doing nothing. I mean, almost. Paris Hilton was right. I mean, I'm right about to there, say that yeah. Paris Hilton was the yeah. first one to do that shit. She, she was, was up a there. pioneer, but she yeah. was like part of I don't know hotel royalty. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, she came yeah. from money. She came from money. She was known as that, but I feel like Kim K really was. Came out of obscurity. She was gonna make it by any means necessary. Yeah, like that's one thing about them that I learned early was like, whatever they gotta do to stay relevant, they're gonna do it. Really? For sure. You saw it early on. For sure. Wow. I would call it too. Be like, who's the next hot basketball player? Or who's the next blah blah blah? What happens every time? Kim yeah. K <laughs> or fucking Chloe's with Lamar? Like you know what I mean? Reggie Bush. Like, yeah, yeah, shit like that. Like. They're gonna figure the shit out every time, yeah. and like I seen it early. I, how do you, I got a question? Like you, you know, we we I, I proclaim you the thought whisperer, right? <laughs> I hate that fucking. <laughs> why me, my man? He's like, why me? Jesus, that's gonna be the name of the episode. Thought whisperer, you know. Sinatra. You know when we put his ID, Jay Sinatra, underneath, it's gonna be like thought whisperer. You know, thought whisperer. Thought whisperer. At least fine. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? What's changed? You think with? I guess I don't know. I don't know. Would you call them groupies back then in the in the two thousands with Ray J Supporters. when you're on tour? You know what would you? What what has changed to you in the? I guess what do you call these women? The technology this, got better. What you, what the technology that? got better. They had really? to do less I'm work. They had to do less work. You know what I'm saying? Before they had to like seek seek you and find you in person. Now they could shoot a fucking DM and that's it. All it takes is one DM and a few nudes. That's it. Not even the nudes. You didn't even got to get to that. Sometimes you just boom, boom, boom. Where are you gonna be at? All right, blah, blah, blah. meet me right here or such and such. Do you still get hit up for the Ray J shit? Not for the Ray J shit. I mean, there's still a couple people, but more like just the ties. I mean, the Ray like, J shit's a long time. How old is a uh, cocktail Joe? I don't. I don't want to. She got. She like forty two. I know, but I don't want to say her age. <laughs> <laughs> Man. That was a long time ago. Yeah, we're talking about, what, 2009, so yeah, it's just 13 years. So you, the accessibility has changed. Yeah. It's just it's like instant. It's easier. People are more accessible. So wait. Back then, like I said, I was like, IG wasn't like really a thing. It was just barely yeah. coming around. Twitter was barely. Twitter was like, Twitter and Facebook, but like, now it's just like you have all that. You got TikTok. You have all those same platforms. There's just more ways. But like you've you've seen I don't know a history of of groupies or side chicks or all of this shit evolve in the last fifteen years because you were on tour with all these artists. Yeah, have you just noticed that they just move differently besides the accessibility? There isn't like any yeah. This there's guys there's no willing, discretion. The guys are really really more willing to trick now. You know what I mean? Like guys are more spend willing money. to spend money than they were before. Absolutely, and really? it's magnified now. Why is that? Just for the ground. <laughs> Gotta show out. Yeah. That's what it is. Like if you really think about it, before it was like private. Like, oh, we wanna be private. Like he don't wanna know. Like, you know what I mean? Now it's like, oh, 
full display. We got her. I just bought her a fucking Birkin bag. Or she's gonna tag me. Yeah, or she's gonna be at the fucking Louis store. Oh, look what he just bought me. Like shit, like that. So they're using these shorties to flex with a little. Absolutely, bit. They're really? they're think about it like this, bro. Look, look how many women there are on this earth, right? And why is it that the athletes and the entertainers, just like you know how like girls look at guys like in a groupy way. There's guys that look at girls in a groupy way too. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like somebody wants to fucking be with this girl who she's already been with all these athletes and rappers. There's like a million other girls, but you still want to go be with all this old work because they're still fans of like that girl in a sense, in a groupie way. There's like a prestige yeah. to being part. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like I say, the groupie shit goes both ways. Badge of honor, bro. That shit goes both ways, man. It's interesting. You know, I, I see what he's saying because I even look at like a... Brit- <laughs> like- not 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 a no firsthand, but I look at like a Britney winner and I'm like, damn, why do the, all these dudes still infatuated with this chick and exactly want to be with her point. and have a kid with her? But it's like a trophy, right? It's like exactly. a, it's just like a thing. Like yeah. I don't know. It's like an infatuation. Like it's like just how yay, how he saw Kim because of the Ray, Ray J video, like he's seen it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what turned him on. Like, which is weird. He wanted that. <laughs> yeah, but that's my point. It's like the same thing. Like Guys see these girls, they've been around these certain people, and like they look at like a trophy almost. It's I've almost heard. like role reversal. Right? Yeah, like you want to want to be the one to change her and just make her a housewife. Like he, they want to see what that, I don't the, think the hype it. is real. You think that's it? I don't think that's you want to see like if the hype is real. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like is she really worth all the shit. Yeah, like is she really worth the headache? Oh man, <laughs> I've heard that a lot of the beef between rappers and shit are actually like. It's, it's like all centered around women most of the time. It depends on how you're raised, man. Shit, you can't fucking, I don't know, you can't argue over a girl that's for everybody. How crazy do you look? If she chooses, she chooses. Is she going to cheat on you? Then shit, you should be thankful you found out. It's too many, and there's just too many women. Like, the more you travel, like when I was just recently in Brazil, I was like, damn, we really over here fighting for crumbs. When there's so many more amazing women that really fuck with you in different parts of the world. And we're over here just trying to fucking fish in the same pond, catch release. So American so American <laughs> women are the problem. Release. <laughs> Jesus. Great so thing. American women are the problem is what you're saying. Yeah, they're a bad influence on like a lot of shit. And I hate to say that, but I've seen it oh, firsthand. Man. I've seen this shit. I've seen it like when I just started to like the girls posting this and like now these girls from Europe come over here and they aspire to be like this girl because she's with this rapper, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, they're inspired by that. So it's like influences like a whole culture of like, we want fucking to be spoiled by this guy and that guy. We want bags and we want trips. We want first class seats. Like, what? Jewelry. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a real thing. I see it firsthand because you got to understand, I'm around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm around. This it is from, why I'm asking you all I'm these questions. I'm around it from seeing it. Like to me, <laughs> this might be off the topic because I know it's like we're supposed to talk, talk about music, but this is like they say, rich man cheating is a rich man sport. Like if you want to have multiple women, you have to be afford be able to afford it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've learned in this shit because yeah. I've seen it firsthand. Like damn, like this woman right here, she might have been like, oh, I'm faithful or I only have one guy, but like you know, you the third piece. You're not even the side piece. You the third piece because you're willing to accept it because this guy's going to provide this or that. 
Dot whisper, yeah. spoken. There you go. That was just for you. That was just a gem for you because he called me a thought whisper. Dropping gems on us. I'll be talking shit like this on Twitter all the time. Yeah, like, this is what I'm talking about. That's why I love this guy. People be getting He's mad. He's like, yo, you the new shit. Andrew Tate. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who that is. I know who that is. No, I'm not gonna let you. No, I'm yeah, not letting you do that to my man. This guy's better. Yo, Nudia is uh, gonna be so upset with yeah, this section. She's gonna be like, what the fuck? Nudia edits like she she like reviews the episodes. Yeah. So she like puts us in checks like this is misogynistic. You guys are talking about women, da da da. She's gonna have a field day with oh, this. No, but she if she, hate if she really <laughs> listen, I, I said guys are groupies too. So like I'm trying to be very fair. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not a one way thing. No, like for the sure. women aren't the problem. It's also the guys. Like I go to Australia and be like, dang, I know fifty guys who would sponsor your life right now. <laughs> and that's not me knocking her. That's me just like saying like, yo, dudes out here are no. willing to put up bread or like willing to fucking provide a lifestyle yeah, just to have this girl, like a rental. And it's like, like I said, I'm not knocking the girl, I'm knocking the guy. Cause like, damn, you out here just fucking it up for everybody. Damn. <laughs> like a girl that's just genuinely cool would fuck with you for free. Like you got, you, you feel like you have to like get her all these gifts just to fuck with you. Like that's whack. I don't ever want to have a girl like that. Well, like for for like a wealthy for a wealthy dude, it's it's actually like it's easy, it's lazy, it's convenient, it's, right? For sure, it's convenient Not because sure. it's like it takes more effort to be in a relationship, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you can distract all your relationship duties, right? All your commitments that you need to do. If a woman is willing to take gifts in return to overlook all of your, you know, your flaws and but, exactly. but there's doing. people that are putting their fucking life on the line, like risking their shit, like going to jail just to impress a girl. They don't even fuck with you like that. But uh, I mean, I feel like that's always been around. There's been crazy motherfuckers. No, like absolutely. That, but it's just, it's like just that. more magnified. Now you see it now. You mm. see it more now. Like you see these guys in the club with big signs and like, Making big spectacles like yo, hey. but that's how we make a living, Dre. No, for sure. I'm just saying we <laughs> see doing it. that shit, bro. No, I'm just saying we see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just saying we see it. We see it more. I mean, L. A. is it's around a lot in L. A. Oh, for crazy. sure. I feel I like if, out of all the cities in America, and I could be wrong. You correct me, right? Out of all the cities in America, I feel like L. A. has the most understanding of the transactional. It's like more of an understanding between a man and a woman. They they they, they realize that there's a transaction in place. Mm. It's more it's more on the table. I want to say like a transaction, but I just feel like there there's just so many more moving parts, and these girls understand it. Like one week they're gonna be with Joe Schmo, and next week they're gonna be with this guy, and the week after that you're gonna just see him at a different table. It's just like. Every weekend they're but going it's, out. But it's more under. There's more of an understanding in L.A. with that kind of behavior than any other city that I've seen. You know, no. I say yeah because this is the um, entertainment capital. So you have like a lot of celebrities in L.A. Like um like celebrities, um, actors, producers, aspiring actresses, yeah, exactly, athletes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I just feel like everyone knows this is on the table. It's like she's here for this. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm here for this. Absolutely. And we realize this. Yeah. And it's like there's an understanding there more than any other city, I would if, think. If you pick her up from the bar, you already know what she's doing. If she's at the fucking bar by herself, you better ask her. <laughs> you better ask her her rate. 
He no, better no, no. ask Wait, what her are you talking about? Better, what are you talking about? Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> a little around for I saw that something else. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to like one of the hot spots and she's sitting at the bar. Alone. Alone. Yeah. She's trying to get found. She's trying, she's to, get, trying to get found for a rape. She's trying to get yeah. saved. <laughs> she's trying to get found for a rape. Don't we, save her. We, we see that in Vegas, though, too. I'm about to say that. You it's a different thing. It's a different thing. It's a different thing. It's a way different thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's a way different, different thing. thing. It, ain't, it ain't far behind, though. It's, it's, no, don't say that. <laughs> it's in the same lane. In, Ve- in Vegas, it's like prostitution. Oh, well, yeah. Listen, kind of the same thing, right? No, 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 no. It's not. No. It's not. No, it depends on who you ask. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's different. It's not. What's the difference? I, well, I mean, know. what's the big difference? Yo, young California. Like I want to talk about young California. <laughs> <laughs> you want to change subjects? Yeah, yeah. I got to, uh, you know what? I mess it. I never met you before, but we spoke on the phone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. This is a couple of years ago. Um, Ty Dolla Sign was supposed to perform at Oxford in San Diego. Oh, that's the one time that we only, like, some shit didn't happen. That's just so crazy. So I was supposed to DJ that night. And I was supposed to um everybody's waiting for you to give send me the um TV tracks. Like all day, everybody was like trying to get in contact with you and nobody could get in contact with you. And then finally, like around eleven fifteen at night, like fifteen minutes before I was supposed to start the club, you finally called me. He's like, yo, what's up, Bob? Sorry, I'm just getting back to you. And you sent me the tracks eventually. But that night, Ty Dallasan never showed up. Yeah, I forgot what it was that happened. And the wild thing is, since we've been doing shows. There's maybe only been like two th- two times that's ever happened. I was one of them, mm-hmm. and somebody always reminds me about that. My boy Matt always reminds me about that. <laughs> oh, uh, Matt, um, Matt Cohen. Yeah, yeah, Matt Cohen. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. the one. That always <laughs> yeah, Matt he, Cohen. yeah, I forgot he was doing that party. Yeah, yeah. and then I remember the end of the night. Um, one of the managers, Pierce um, Cleveland, was like, "Yo, I'm, he had to announce on the microphone. I'm sorry, everyone, but Ty Dolla Sign will not be coming coming through tonight." And he was pissed. He was like, "Yo." I'm gonna make sure Ty Dolla Sign never perform in San Diego ever. <laughs> <laughs> and he never did, right? Um, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I, I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I love you when a motherfucker says like, I, I, I'll make sure you never work in the city again. That shit never really happened. Never, nah. Not like, at why, all, man. Why even say that shit? And then when Pierce said that, it's I'm a like, flex. Yeah, right, all right. It was something that happened, but it wasn't like intentional. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like either we gave him the money back or we worked it out. Like. We don't do business like that, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's only happened but once here's the or qu- twice. Well, why'd you send them the music so late, though? Why? You, you know I what? Just, I, I was I was stressing out because you know what? Um, <laughs> when I DJ for artists, I always get nervous. I always get scared that I'm gonna fuck it up. So with you, when you never send me the instrumentals, I was like, oh my god, I'm, I'm gonna be embarrassed. I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, I'll be the same way too when I when I work with artists now too. Be trying to have be prepared. Like uh-huh. just give me the list of the songs yeah. or. The versions that you want. Mm-hmm. So you know what I told him, right? I said, you know why Jay Sinatra ain't sending you the music, right? He's like, why? He's like, why is he sending me? I said, because he want to make sure, like, you fuck up Ty's show. <laughs> so he always has to <laughs> so have to perform. I no. swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. Every tour DJ, like if, if Ty Dolla Sign's DJ or an artist is DJ, I swear to God, they want to sabotage. If they're not DJing. I was actually thinking yeah, I always too. think they want to sabotage the DJ DJing for them. So they'll like the like Ty will come back like, man, that dude was awful in San Diego. <laughs> Dre, I'm never leaving you again, man. Like nah, everywhere I go, you now you, we you, have the I, sound. I was cursing Dre. I was like, this motherfucker. Man. Yeah, this fucking asshole. You know. What I'm <laughs> <laughs> you see, I got back to you though, right? You did. And we still yeah, had time. You, you still had time to download the music. Yeah. Down nah, to the but, yo, he, here's the wild thing about the Raiders. It almost didn't even happen for me because he called me like, yo, 
I want you to come on the run, but I didn't answer my phone. I was in San Diego. So he takes this other DJ and he was gonna do the whole run with him. And the other DJ is like, yo, I gotta go do a show with Omari on Amsterdam. So Ray J calls me like, yo, come fill in for one date. So when I come fill in for that one date, never went back home. He's like, yo, tell the other guy don't come back. Oh, shit. So that just kind of goes back to like, when you give up your job, that could happen. You know what I'm saying? You can get taken. Like same thing with me. Like I could feel like, yo, I'm not gonna go to the show tell yo, you give him the songs. Like it shit could get taken. You know so what I mean? is just, that a, is that a fear or is that a thought in your head? Always in my th- really? always in my head because I've seen it. Like that's you know why I mean? he didn't want to send you the music. No, but, it had, no, it's, like, <laughs> but it's just funny that you say that. It's, just, it's funny that you say it though because it's like at the end of the day, like now, I make sure I, I give it to whoever. Like if I can't go, mm-hmm. or like we have the sound guy, so like he has the file. So I'll be like, yo, just give the DJ the flash drive mm-hmm. and just let him know. Like this is how we run the shit. Yeah. Cause like you don't want to, you don't want the artist to look bad at the end of the day. Cause I, I sometimes I do book tie somewhere and I can't go, and if it goes bad, then he'll be like, I'm not gonna do it without you. So it's like a double. But edge. it feels good though, right? Nah, no, because then, <laughs> no, because then, because then like we're not doing the booking for him. So like he'll be like, Yo, don't book no shit if you're not gonna go. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, damn, all right. But it's kind of a good thing too, though, because it solidifies. Your position. Our chemistry, right? though, it doesn't matter. We could have, I could give him the same song, just the chemistry. Like, that's going to take a long time. You know what I mean? Like, he could tell, we could do a show and have a set and we could just talk and he can give me keywords and boom, I'm fired up. You know what to drop. You know when yeah, to drop. exactly. So it's like the chemistry. Like, I'm, like to me, I, that's always going to oversee that. Like, you could have a good show with him and that's cool. Like, that's just going to be like, every time I need his backup, you're going to be the first guy I hit. Like, I'm not worried about it. Like I know what I bring to the table besides the actual show. Mm-hmm. It's like doing other things, mm-hmm. getting shows, getting clubs. Like not everybody's doing that in my role. I book shows and clubs. So like I'm doing that. So I'm doing well with that, if that makes sense. So like that already on top of having chemistry and booking shows and doing other business shit. You ain't gotta prove anything to us, man. You said, no, like, I'm just saying. No, 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 just saying that. No, I'm just saying though, like that, that, that to me, that to me is like what's like also, you know what I mean? He keeps me yeah, around, yeah, yeah. like no, no, we believe you, we believe you. Nah. <laughs> no one could do it like me. This, I, I do this, I do this, nah. I do that. Yeah, it's just like, that's just, I'm not getting me placed. No, nah, I just feel like that's just that, that just makes you more of an asset, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like because yeah. at the end of the day, anybody, 100. Anybody could play the songs, you know what I mean? It's like I always tell them I have the easiest job, like start, stop. You know what I mean? I, I want to bring this up because, you know, what happened with Wiz Khalifa at Poppy? And I was supposed to DJ that you shit. You were supposed to DJ that shit. I was supposed to DJ that shit. Wow. But I couldn't do it because I think we had a show. So they were like, yo, they went to, they hired the next guy, Mike. So Wiz Khalifa's DJ, Bonix, who's obviously a homie right. for all of us. Absolutely. We love Bonix. I was making the joke kind of like, Oh, we, you know, he set up the poppy DJs. Nah. So that, <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking like, I'm like, yo, he set up the poppy DJs this so is he sen- looks good. And like, Wiz Khalifa's like, yo, you ain't leaving my side. Nah, this you know? is a sen- sensitive subject, but I'm going to speak on it. Because yeah. one thing, like, I'm Taylor Gang. And like, one thing I know about Wiz and Nate and Will, when they go, they have a flash drive. And they'll be like, yo, these are the songs. You know, they'll, they'll be right there. And they'll tell her like, yo, this is what you want me to play. Boom, 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 boom. Like that, I know they always come prepared. So I know for a fact that wasn't the issue. You know what I'm saying? Like they came there, gave them the flash drive. Right. Told them what songs, why, who, what, when, where. Now it's the other shit. 
the homie that's on the side is fucking reaching over, talking, pissing Wiz off. It's not Mike. You know what I mean? All right, so we, we, for a little backstory, we're talking about the situation where Wiz Khalifa was performing at Poppy, and there was like a there was DJ uh, Mike Mikey Danger, yeah, yes, um, who's part of Made as well, right? Yeah, yep. and uh, and I and the MC was is Tron, yeah, Tron was the MC mm-hmm. there, and then Wiz got physical, like I guess he was mad because they, they he thought the DJs and were fucking up. His, but if you look shit. at the whole video, you see him talking like yo. Like let's all get on the same page. Like there's earlier parts in the video yeah, yeah. where he's just like, "Yo, like why are you talking? It's like my time. Like you had your time to talk." Well, yeah, I heard. So this is what I heard, and this is rumors that I heard from the grapevine. I'm gonna tell you if it's true. Or okay, not. that's what I'm. I'm just gonna say what I heard was Mikey Dajan didn't do anything wrong. He didn't. He was doing his shit. I heard that Tron was on the mic. Yes. Taking music out, talking over yes. while Wiz was rapping. Yes. So Wiz was actually mad at Tron. He was probably designating his energy to Tron and Mikey Danger because he didn't know what was going on while he was performing. Absolutely. It's just like a combo thing. You, right. You're going to win together, you're going to lose together. You feel me? Like, you're the MC for the night, you're the DJ. And if you're fucking up, one of them's fucking up, you're going to make the other guy look crazy. Yeah, I heard that Tron was like stopping the music, rewinding it, starting over a song, or doing like weird shit. Yeah. And then Wiz was like, what What the fuck are you doing? Absolutely. I think Wiz was like, there's too many uh, chefs in the kitchen. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, because I saw some footage where he was yelling at motherfuckers like, yeah. He's like, it's my time now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, let me go. Like, Right, right. Like, you had your time already. Mm-hmm. And by then, like, if you know Wiz, he's a cool guy. Like, for me to see him like that, I'm like, I already knew. Like, when before I even heard the whole story, I kind of already seen what happened. Like, I could imagine just knowing all the personalities, what could have happened. And when I heard the story, I'm like, I knew it. I knew exactly what it was. Because, like, bro, you can't be the MC reaching over and stopping them. Like, at that point, you got to just give up the mic. There should be For no sure. reason. Mm-hmm. There should be no reason you have a microphone. But, I mean, like, no, no one, no DJ would do that. I feel like no no DJ but, would cross yeah, that. But boundary. here's the thing: where was the management? What, shouldn't the manager have come to the stage and was like, "Yo, Tron, chill with the fucking microphone"? I think it's one of those things where like they know Tron and like they were trying to give him the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt, and they didn't really see it escalating the yeah. way it was until like this shit happened. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the most unfortunate part is when he like took his hat and threw it. Like that's I, when Wiz like slapped his hat. That was like the most unfortunate part. That's when it's like, damn man. Wait, I mean, he was pushing them. That was unfortunate too, though. Wiz was pushing Mike, Mike Danger and and Tron. And Tron. It was more Tron, more than anything. But you know what I mean? Because he's like, yo, don't fucking hug me, like bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He already ticked off at that point. Yeah, he's already at bitch. that point. He's already hot. But Tron was acting familiar, right? He was just Tron. Kind of like, was Come like, on, man. Like, you know that's the thing about Tron. Like we all love Tron. He's a good-hearted yeah. dude. And, like, he doesn't mean bad. No. And, like, that's why, like, a lot of times, like, we just feel like, oh, it's Tron. Like, because he's actually a good dude. But then there's been times where I've been like, yo, man, just let me do my thing. Like, just go party and go have fun. Yeah, he loves getting on the microphone. Just like, Yeah, sometimes though, I got to be like, hey, man, I love you. And, like, you're my dog. But, like, I am I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even. Because that can mess with your energy, too. Yeah, it, could, it can. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'm reaching over. There's girls. And, like, like I said, like, he has good intentions. So, if it was anybody else, I would cuss you out. And there have been times I would cuss him out, but it was like some brotherly love. Like, I apologize afterwards. Like, yo, man, like, it just get me hot. Like, I would take my shit serious. Like, mm-hmm. 
I do this for a living. Like, I'm not here to party. I'm not here to, like, have fun with girls. Like, I'm really here to do a job. So, like, sometimes, yeah, I, I take it hot, and I might be an asshole, but at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but this is why I feel the way I feel. Like, you're just fucking up what I'm trying to do. And I, it's, it's happened before. So that's why when I seen the video, I'm like, dang, I know exactly what happened. And there's been times where I have to, like, just be like, bro, just have fun. Like, you're not here to really work. You're just here to have fun, and that's cool. Like, you don't gotta, you don't gotta be on the mic. I got it. Mm -hmm. You think that video just got too viral? I think it did because they only show one part of it. They just show, like, you know what I mean, the yeah, physical shopping, part. Yeah. yeah, they don't show, like, what actually led up to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, show Wiz, like, really trying to, like, let them know, like, come on, man. Like, let's make it, do it right. Like, yeah. let's get on the same page. Like, if they started with that, it's not as big of a deal. Like, if they they just show you what they want to see, the narrative of, like, That's the clickbait. Slapped, yeah, the clickbait. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I didn't like both sides. I know. I don't. One, one side was, like, yo, Wiz is fucked up. He's putting his hands on people. That's fucked yeah. up. I mean, he shouldn't have put his hands on motherfuckers, but everyone's, like, cancel Wiz. And then there's all these other motherfuckers that's, like, you know, I never fucked up as a DJ that bad. You know, like the DJ must have really been nah, fucking but, horrible. Yeah. So, and I felt bad for that because I was like, I don't think it was the DJ's fault at all. And Here, I felt like Mikey Danger was getting that. that Here's rap, the hard part about you know? that DJ booth. That DJ booth is in the table, right? Yeah. So like if you've been to Poppy, the DJ booth is inside the table. So no, it's a, a part of the table. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on. There's people bumping it's you, chaotic. pushing you. There's like bus boys yeah, and it's crazy. Like there's a lot it's of It's the going. worst DJ booth. I've ever seen, honestly. It like as far as location wise, it's tough. It's tough because and you can't even have guests there. Like no, they don't even think you're gonna have a little girl, or a little the fucking, girl. Like none the, of that. The way to enter that section is through the lighting guy or the DJ booth side. So it's Absolutely. like it's a you loose, have loose. like like I don't know hundreds of people bumping into you while you DJing. Yeah, I tell people if you're gonna come buy a table. If not, I I can't guarantee you anything. Yeah, yeah. Like it's one of those clubs. Like you have to have a table. If not. Don't even bother coming. Fam, I, I went there to see Ross one one time, and it was like me and a, and another and a, and a friend, and we were just like, we were crammed in. I was like, yo, we just gotta leave. This isn't, it's not like a viable. It's like you can't even stand. Like around. I said, you have to have a table. You like and, you, and you in everyone's way. Yeah, you have to have a table, and like even being the DJ, you're damn near in the way. You're like, damn. But yeah. that's why like people don't realize that's another variable in that mm -hmm. situation. It's not like you're in a fucking. At 11 or you're at Dre's where you have all this space and everything is like set up for you to have comfortability right there's like people are pushing you and just there's just so much going on that I don't think people really realize that that added to that situation yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it was it's it's one of the more chaotic uh like clubs I've ever I've ever been to that whole cancel whiz and I would have done this I would have done that that's the one thing I hated like Everybody could say, "Oh, I would have socked him and this and that." It's like, yeah, you, know, you, you would say have you would have pancaked him. <laughs> you you say that him. now, you say that now, bro. But man, you don't know what you would have done unless you were actually in those shoes. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate because Mikey's one of my close friends. Yeah, and Wiz is obviously one of my close friends. So it's just like, dang, it's like you feel bad. You know, what I'm saying for both sides. I just and a, and a part of me was like, damn, if I would have just DJed the shit. Because yeah, that was happen. another thing. So it's your people fault. were people were saying. I took. Like, I felt so bad. I felt bad in a sense. I felt bad. <laughs> Damn, yeah. right? I felt bad because I could have canceled the other shit, but I just didn't do it. A lot of people were saying like, "Yo, he wouldn't have did that to a Dre Sinatra," or no, because we're on point. Because I've yeah. done. I do shit like that for him. That's why, like, normally, like they already asked me. That's why they asked me, like, "Yo, can you do it?" 
because they go down the line like can such and such do it and, if, and you would have told Tron to chill or back to you know back I've told so, I've told him to do that I have yeah like it's a relationship like we're like yo Tron was good like go have fun come back give give the mic later on well, Trump probably wouldn't even try to do that with you because he knows... He knows I'm going to handle it. Exactly, you know yeah. I'm going to handle it. You know what I'm saying? With Mikey, he's got to be on the microphone a little bit more because Mike's just going to just more just mix. Yeah. He's going to mix more. So Tron's going to have more room to talk. Me, yeah. mm-hmm. he got to like follow me a little more because I'm going to talk more mm-hmm. so he don't have to be as much of a presence on the mic with me. Yeah. And I will be like, yo, bro, stop. I, f- I felt, I felt uh, you know, I, f- I felt for um, uh, Mikey Danger. I did too. You know, I called them a couple of times, but bro, yeah. I I called them a couple of times. I was calling both sides, like just trying to help mend the shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm very tight with both sides. So like, when that shit was going on, like, I was communicating with both sides, trying to like even just see if there's like a way they could meet, squash it, or whatever mm-hmm. without cameras, like just on some real genuine shit. Yeah, I wanted Mikey to come on the podcast to, to say his side and shit, but you know, I'm glad you're here to like kind of. You know, like, kind of set it all straight. And, 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 like, I'm trying to be, like, I'm in the middle, like I said, because they're both my friends, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you got to be accountable for if this happened, you got to be accountable. You got to hold yourself to a standard where it's like, yo, you got to tell somebody, hey, if they're fucking up me playing music, you got to be like, hey, man, stop. Mm-hmm. You as a DJ, you can't not say something. You know what I mean? Like, there's DJs that have guys or MCs, like, tell them how to do this, play what's on with me, I'll be like, bro, let me DJ. Let me do my job. Like, let me do my shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's no offense. Like, don't take offense, but, like, I'm here to DJ. Like, at the end of the day, I don't need an MC. And, like, if I rock with you, I rock with you because I fuck with you or you're good. But if you're not going to make the shit better, like, just don't do it. I mean, everyone has different agendas. Your agenda is to do your job. And Absolutely. Kill, and kill room. And sometimes... You know, other motherfuckers got different agendas. Like they're not, they're not trying to do what's best for the room. I've been in arguments with people before. Like, yeah. bro, like stop that shit. Like that's not what it's about. Like this, this big, this party isn't just about you. It's like about everybody in the vibe. Like I could play all the songs I want, but it's not about me. It's about what these people want. How you feel about LA nightlife right now? We was just talking about a little bit, like, there's just less big clubs, like, the supper clubs. Like, I miss, like, the supper clubs, the fucking yeah. One Oaks, um, even, like, the playhouses. Like, we don't have that right now. Yeah. Like, the closest big club we have is Penthouse, which is dope, but we miss, like, those big rooms. Like, it's more, like, loungy club vibes right now. Like, we don't have those big rooms. So it's cool, but... I miss that. I like that. Like I like doing like the stories, the lives, the dress, where you have big production. You have the guy moving the lights with you. He's going with the music. Yeah, yeah. Confetti, shit like that. Like right now in LA, we don't have none of that. Nothing close to that. Wow. Besides put penthouse. It seems like just like an emergence of day parties too. Everyone's doing like a, a good yeah. music day party or R and B like day party. But see, all right, shit, see right? we were talking about the pandemic. I feel like the pandemic made those R&B shits like more popping because like I said, people were listening to older music. Right. Like if you think about it, how many fucking R&B parties sprung up? Like it's like a thing like where it's like everybody was doing R&B parties. It is a lot. A lot. There's a lot in California. That's what I'm saying though. Yeah. There's a lot of R&B parties. There's a ton. Shit <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> ton. Yeah. Like Highlight was probably like the, the more popping one. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody started coming like Drake, LeBron, and the exclusivity to it. 
that's what made that shit dope. Like it was kind of like the, almost the old Greystone where like, if you're not with the right people, you're not bad. Like you're not getting into shit. Like it's not happening. Are there big rooms in the city, but they're just not playing hip hop? No. Maybe or is academy, it just like, or is it just academy, like a thing where they just not big like rooms. the EDM shit, but yeah. they they do like a one off. Because I feel like we we talk about it a lot. Like it's it seems like it's starting to be a shift again, where like the Latin music is. Oh, Latin music is the big, chain, big, you know I mean? big bad bunny is the biggest artist yeah. in the world. And then so. like EDM is slowly, house music is slowly kind of like emerging again. Yep. And then you see like a little bit of decline in hip hop, maybe not as much LA. Just because the music, the hip hop music, like the new shit right now is so dark. Like, like it's like Emo. damn, like yeah, it's like motherfuckers don't want to party this shit. Like, Are you getting yeah. frustrated with some of the catalogs and the music that's coming out? Yeah, because it's like dark. Like I said, like it's not like shit that the females want to hear. Like. You're gonna play some young boy song for like the females, are damn, they're gonna walk out. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's weird though. It's like there's just like even the sales for like hip hop is bad. It's just it's like, just yeah. a decline because it's like right now the pop shit's hot again, like the Harry Styles and all that. But just think about it, from one point it was like little baby, money bag, yo on top, like right. Roddy Rich. Now it's like. Eh. It changed in like a year. It did. Fast. Yeah. But that just that just goes back to what I'm saying. Like the music is just like, it's not the best music that's coming out. It's, it's like dark. It's like, got to be frustrating though when you're doing hip hop parties and shit, no? Or, right now, I'm going to put it like this. There's certain cities where you go and like the music from like three years, four years ago is like popping. the hot shit. Like right. it goes off more prime time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the new shit's not ringing off like that during prime time. Yeah. But like you play like you say players say Mo Bamba, a lemonade, commas, like shit like that. You can hit those three boom 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 in some clubs, it'd be stupid. Like the song just came out. So there's nothing new that's popping off right now in LA. Give me give me your top top three hip hop tracks for this year. New? Your top yeah. yeah. That are new, they're like from LA. I'm not, even, area? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna put you in a situation of a top five. From Give me LA, a top three from LA records. Just all hip, no, just hip hop. I don't think it has to be LA. The top three uh, hip hop records of 2022, in your opinion, so far in October from Dre Sinatra. Right now, I'm talking about records that just his personal or like what he can play in the club. No, in the club. Okay. Well, it's crazy that future wait for you is still big. Like, and the funny thing about that is, like, dudes and the girls be singing it. Like, it's like one that hits for both. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it's like, and it's not a hard song, like, as far as, like, you know, like, no. tough energy. But, like, you play it and, like, both, like, genders is, like, really fuck with that song. Being like, damn, this shit's crazy. It's like a seance. I'm about to start lighting candles. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Like, let's have a seance in the club. But they love that shit. So I'm definitely putting that one right there. Interesting. Yeah, FNF. Yeah. Uh, the Glorilla. Mm -hmm. That one's another big one. And my third one. It's tough, man. This time last year. Yeah. Yo, three years ago, four years ago, it would have been. Could have given me like a top ten. Could have listed <laughs> ten songs. Yeah. Maybe Jimmy Cooks right now. Maybe. I was thinking. Maybe that. Jimmy yeah. Cooks right now. You playing one and two back to back? Part uh, one and part two. Uh, it depends. I'm, you talking about step one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm playing the baby, the baby, the one with the little baby. Little baby, anything goes right now. Little baby, anything, any remixes like the Vulture Island remix, that shit goes. But even then, that shit's dark too. 
yeah, when yeah. it first comes on. That's what I'm saying. A lot of the new music, it just like the vibe to it is like very dark. So people just don't connect with it. Like some of this other shit that came out. Is um Ice Spice pop um popping off in L.A. Munch? Yeah, it's starting to a little bit. It's, I, it's always a little late on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, but then it goes hard. But it, but once they fuck with it, they fuck with it. The question is, is like, is she gonna have another like? Follow what do you up. think about her? Her music. She has other music that I just recently heard. That was yeah. like, oh, it was actually all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. She sampled like Clarity, I think. There's one song where she sampled like Clarity. Were you shocked too? You were like, oh, it's Clarity? actually yeah. not bad, right? It's not bad. Yeah. I got uh, I got to support her cuz she's from the Bronx. She's from the Bronx. Yeah, so <laughs> no, she sampled that. You are a piece of me. Oh shit, that was yeah. and didn't he? But then it was like a drill version. It was like so she I had that in the that, background. Yeah. She's like, you know, just spitting. Yeah, she was like, it was actually like a breakup song or some shit. She was just like, you know, I thought I love you. I thought you was there for me. And then like it was all yeah. that shit. But I was like, this doesn't sound that bad. I wish a girl called me a munch. <laughs> but you singing that shit in the club, right? Yeah. It's nah. weird when dudes are singing it though, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Only the ladies. Only the ladies. Use the I mean, it's crazy to call someone an eater. A or a munch. A munch, dog. It's great. It's you better focus on yourself after that. She calls you a munch. It's great, though. That's, <laughs> I think it's great, yo. I think her look, I think her look, the song, the timing for everything was great. Yeah. Now every girl that has the little hair is like, oh, that's Ice Fights. The little afro. I swear. Yeah, yeah. Now the every girl. Like she, has, she has like a distinct look. The little orphan separate. Annie look. Yeah, it's going to yeah. separate. <laughs> It's little orphan it's Annie. Little yeah. yeah, come on, it's bro. Little, it's little orphan Annie. Yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah. It's funny how you said that. Nah, that's what it, it is. It is, man. Like uh, as far little as orphan. as far as like an artist, I really feel like yo, like this. She came with a full package for me. She got the look. She got a decent sound. It's kind of new, mm -hmm. and you know, I think yeah. uh, you know everyone was like uh, on her about her live performance and shit. Yeah. But I was just like. What, what what is she gonna do? She probably like you know she probably didn't do is, any is shows. She, is she signed to a label? I feel like she's like I don't independent. Know if she, is. <laughs> she put that yeah. shit on herself. Yeah, I mean, like you said, she doesn't have no formal training, like breathing control and all that stuff. She don't. I mean, you know? stage present. I mean, I don't know what they expect from artists now. It's not like she's yeah. been. She ain't been working with A and R. Yeah, she wasn't she there for know. like you know four years and shit. I bet yeah. she gonna learn now. I bet oh, she, she, oh, she next time she come out, she gonna think about it twice. Oh yeah, I thought it was decent. I'm like you know. I mean, people understand. There's probably no monitors. She probably no in ears. Yeah, she just it's really tough. Fabio Foreign just threw her on stage. Like, That's what I'm saying. It's tough. Like people don't understand like the technical side of it. Like there's no monitors. You're gonna hear a delay as it is. You're gonna sound even crazier if you're rapping to the delay. Right. Like there's just so much shit that people don't even realize. But at the same time, shit, your team or somebody should know better. Like yo, we need monitors or we need an in ear or something for it. get her some. Is it is the, like when you do festivals and shit? Is that the worst? Is like that the most pressure when you're doing like a festival with like twenty thousand motherfuckers or whatever? No, doing the smaller shit is more stressful. really. It's like because you could actually see the people and connect more uh. with like twenty thousand people. You don't have to lock eyes with nobody. You can see it's the like reaction a blur. and they can see you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a blur. But when you're with like two hundred people, hundred people, it's like they're right there and like you can see their eyes and it's like more. Just, I get more nervous for 200 people than 20,000 people. That makes sense. The intimacy is different, right? Yeah, it is. Staring at you like, what you going to do? But sometimes those 200 people could be more lit than the 20,000 people. Like that little show could be more of a movie than 20,000 yeah, yeah. because 
you could like feel the intensity and like this everybody's just like in a small little room man so wait you for the rest of the year you're still touring with yeah we're about Ty? to go to australia about to go to bali for like about a month this is great. So now internationals open up this year, right? So yeah. you guys are just you're kicking off of all this international touring, right? Now. Well, we're trying to get just back into the swing. Of, like we're going out there with YG and Ty, so we're just getting back into like oh YG and Ty. Yeah, so it's gonna be a movie in Australia. So we're getting back into like just them having like their little synergy as far as like they got a lot of music together, mm-hmm. and then YG's putting new albums out. So they're just trying to get up back out there. They haven't been in Australia in about two three years, so. Try to go out there at least every year, every other year. But since the pandemic happened, everything it's just right time to go back. Are they fine tuning to maybe put together a, a tour in the states? That's always that was always the talk. There was always talking about doing Thai YG and Mustard tour, but mm. for whatever reason, it just never happened. Yeah. That's like the best of both worlds back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'd Absolutely. Yeah. That'd be fucking dope. Be I always dope. wanted that like a tour with like Thai YG Mustard, and then to have like openers like at the time it would have been like Nipsey. Like you know what I mean, like I mean, Dom Kennedy, you can like even throw like yeah. Tiger in there. Yeah, right? like but Tiger's big, bro. I don't know, man. man. Tiger could do some tour right bitch. now, bro. Yeah, like Tiger right now in Europe, he's still like the god MC out there, bro. Like they fuck with Tiger. How, what what happened to Young California? Like I feel like Young California could have had its own festival or tour. Shit we like were that. doing like our little shows before, but then it's just like yo, there's different people and like there's just more people to answer to, and it's like you can't really do it the way you want to do it. So it's like yeah. Just kind of leave it alone. What's your What's your role with uh, Young California? I was doing like all the LA shit with Charisma and just kind of like it was just kind of bridging the gap because there was a certain time where the the Bay and LA didn't fuck with each other at all, like mm-hmm. musically, like people, like we. Just, oh, when was that? This was like early two thousands. Really? Yeah, like the Bay and LA historically has always been, especially if you're Mexicans, like. It's like some whole gang politics, yeah. like Southsiders and oh, North Daniels. So we, it would stem from more gangs than the stem music. Stem from gangs and like for the music too. Like shit, motherfuckers in up north would diss in LA. Like there was always a time where like, I don't know if it was culture, but it was kind of just like we don't fuck with up north and up north didn't fuck with us. Oh, it had to do with like uh, LA wasn't playing Bay Area music, right? On the radio or not. No, or we're, some playing, shit like, like that. we're playing some of it, but it was just like, it's just a rivalry. It's like, like a sibling up, rivalry almost. It's like a rivalry like up north versus down south. Really? And gang culture too, like both. So like our, our thing was just like, how do we bridge that gap? Mm. Like how do we put that shit together? Like Amen was doing his thing, Criminal was doing her thing. It's like how do they bring all that shit together? Because it was like a bunch of people. Like I am Sue, fucking right. so many people at, at the times. Yeah, Sage. Yeah. Oh, um, and then down here it was like Problem, Ty, um, Joe, Joe Moses. Yeah. Like all those. So we're like trying to figure out like how do we link them all together so it's all good and it's cool. It's not like man, they're from up north, man. Fuck that. It's just like no, nah, we're all from California. Like it's all love. Like we're gonna play the Bay shit in L.A. Play the L.A. shit in the Bay. Like that was our agenda to it. Like, and it worked. Link it worked. It worked. It worked because it was the right timing of artists. Like you know what I mean? Just like I said, it was like even though Nipsey had been out for a little bit, it's like those cats like Nipsey, Problem, Ty, YG, um, R.J. R. No, R.J. Uh, was even out later. at that time. Uh, who else was, was big? Uh, Dom Kennedy. Dom. Who else was big in that scene? Um, Casey Veggies was yeah, the, Casey uh, Veggies, and like I said, I am Sue's Saints and Gemini's. Um, 
That kid that had whose booty is it? Kid Ink. Oh yeah, Kid Ink. John Hart. John yeah. Hart. Um, so we had like the right amount of artists. that was like putting out good music. It was like crazy. West Coast was killing it. It takes and it takes that. I think that's why like that run was hot because it was good music and it was one. It was like 10, 12, 15 artists. It was great. Right now, it's like just think about it. Who can you think? Give me five or seven new cats right now. It's not a lot. Mm. And and if they are popping, I mean, on it's the West different. Coast, it's different. If they are popping, it's not crossing over. You know, exactly. so it's very very regional right now. Like the newer cats we have is like Roddy, Bino, who else? It's funny Archie. though. Blux you know what's weird on Rowdy's like uh, late at night? You know that that single for that album? Yeah, there was a, a a complete turn in his like fan base. It was like everyone like Rowdy Rich could like do no like wrong. He was like the shit. And all of a sudden, when this second album dropped, it was like people weren't trying to hear that shit for some reason. People Did you feel that? Yeah, it was, people turned on him. It was weird, right, though? It was weird. It was I, so instantaneous, and it came from nowhere. It was just... That's how the internet is, though. As soon as they're done with you, bro, it's over. And he's and the album was, was I good. Like, I feel like he almost sounds even more polished on the second album. He had some good yeah. shit. Yeah. Like, I like the first album more personally, yeah. but... He had some music, like, I remember he let me hear some shit with Kendrick, some shit with Drake. It was, like, fire, and it never came out. Mm. Yeah. But for whatever reason, shit, all you could do is just keep working. But when Cali was killing it, I remember that shit because I was in Vegas, and I would go back to New York, and I would listen to New York, and I'm like, yo, y'all not playing any of this new shit. You guys are still on, like, old-ass New York shit. Old Jay-Z. Yeah, old Jay-Z. I'm just like, yo, like, y'all still... And I was just like, yo, y'all falling off. I would tell motherfuckers but yo, New York you know what it is? at that like, time. I'm not throwing shade, but, like, New York reminds me of the Bay, where it's, like, their old shit, like, they cherish shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, out there, you still play, like, Mac Dre, fucking songs like that in the yeah, Bay, yeah. and it's, like, the fucking biggest shit. Dizzle Dance is still here. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> they, they, they appreciate that culture, like, to the point where, like, the young kids still like it, and, like, yeah. the mid kids. So, like... Same thing with New York. Like, they appreciate the old shit. Like, you play Biggie or you play certain old J songs, like, still going to ring off. Well, New York, they got no choice because there ain't, ain't nothing else. Well, yeah. I mean, now they got a choice because there's all this, like, new music emerging the out of New music. York in the past three or four years. Mm -hmm. Like, LA DJs right now, like, you're not really going to play California Love. You're not going to play Next Up. So, like, that's going to be more, like, a out of town than it comes to do a set and they still playing that shit. <laughs> but like a real LA DJ right now is not Why are you trying to shit on out of town DJ? I'm just saying though. Doing they, a Cali shit. No, they got to do their set. research. Though. They not for nothing. That's good to know though. You got to do the research though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come, come tap in and see what the new shit is. Like ASM, the Bobster. You know what I'm saying? Tap in with the new shit. Blue Bucks Clan. Like see what the new shit is. Don't come with like the same old shit. Like motherfuckers ain't trying to hear nothing that. Nothing but the G thing. Yeah, like that's cool. <laughs> now you know, you know what they hate? You know what's the record they hate? Which one? It's going back to Cali. The Biggie, when that Biggie shit. When they hear that shit, they're like, oh, this motherfucker. This New York motherfuckers <laughs> thinking they playing a West Coast it's set. It's just like, bro, and then they're going to be like, they're going to tell you they're from Brooklyn like 30 times. Like, dog, I got it after the 15th time. You told me Brooklyn is here. Like, I get it. Like, Brooklyn is here. After the 15th time, I understood. Brooklyn is here. Yo, so wait. So what do you think is harder, DJing in New York or DJing in L.A.? DJing in New York. Just because it's foreign. It's just there's a different mentality. You know what I'm saying? There's more personality. Like, out there, you have to be bigger on your personality. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing certain clubs out here, 
you can get by on just mixing. But you know, I was I was much. talking to I was talking to a Cali DJ, and he thought I was full of shit. And I was like, "Yo, motherfuckers were not on the mic in the two thousands. Like the motherfuckers didn't really start getting on the mic till bottle service hip hop clubs started popping. And then they and I'm like, New York DJ's been on the mic since like the fucking eighties. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm like, that was like your strong point for yeah. New York DJs to me. If when I think it's like the mic presence, it's like you had to be bigger and louder and like more confident like in cali is just like how good you can mix how clean you can mix like that's what it was but it started shifting eight like eight or so years ago i would say and then you guys were on the mic more. yeah we had to yeah we had to get on the mic like i remember like just working how far i've come from my shit like damn like just and i give credit to just being around drama just like learning to certain things like the confidence of like just be speaking on a situation and turning that into something like that helped me as far as that. Like I, I got to learn from one of the best, like just being around that, like, yeah, this guy's fucking amazing. Like what the fuck, he got me gassed up. He got me ready to pop a fucking bottle right now. He about to start this record, he can give you a speech. He about to tell you some crazy shit, like just learn off of watching the shit like that. So was drama the like the the one who kind of gave you ideas or inspiration for like just uh, yeah just being work? around him just being around him you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. He, we didn't really have conversations but just being around just him watching him just work, watching him work and like how he had the confidence and like he had like the mixture of like the South and like the East Coast because he's from Philly yeah but he's also in Atlanta D so it's like a good mixture you know what I mean so like I I just figured out like all right this was work work for me for myself mm-hmm. like I'm not trying to do that. I'm inspired by it, but what works for me. Right. So it's it's funny. It's like when you start like kind of building your mic work game, when you start building your mic game, it's like it starts with a couple phrases. So you need like a turn up phrase. Yeah. Yeah. And then you need like a bunch of phrases, but you need to make it your own because you can't really bite off of somebody else. Mine was movie. You know what I'm saying? That was like what I built my shit off of. Wait, so what was it? Movie. Movie? Movie. Oh, like it's a movie tonight? Movie. Movie. Just like that. It's a movie. Not even, it's a movie, just a movie. movie. Everything was a movie. Movie. On the mic. Movie. You know what I'm saying? That's it. <laughs> That's it. Just off of that. Motherfuckers coming to me, movie. Shit's a movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was when I built my shit off. Yeah, you just get, like, certain catchphrases, and then as you get into, like, more situations, you start, you start building more phrases. Yeah. Yeah. So then, like, if you start getting really good, you got, like, 20, 30 phrases. So whenever the music cuts out instantly. Or you're if like, you're witty. Yeah. Or you go through speeches. Like, you have, like, oh, I have this speech, and then I got two speeches now, and I got three. Now yeah. I got, like, six speeches I could work around someone's birthday, you know, a Saturday night. What if the music you know? cuts off? You have to have that speech. You got to have that. The laptop cut off or whatever the fuck, something happened, like, shit. It's like I said, it's about how witty you could be at that time. Like, right. oh, shit, this happened. I'm going to just talk about this. Next thing you know, the whole club is, like, fucking in tears. And it's, and it's like a muscle memory because you have to have this confidence in your voice. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know what you're going to say, you just got to let your mouth, like, just... Project. kind of project any it's like sometimes like some shit happens and i have to i have to like just talk shit improvise i'm not even thinking about i'm just like talking 
Exact, bro. Because it's like fucking head. There's like a muscle memory of your just like knowing what to say, and then it the words just come out of like my mouth. You done been through so much shit, shit, or you done seen like somebody (laughs) been in a bad situation. Like, yeah, I I could learn off of this. I could learn off of that situation. So if that ever happens to me, I know exactly what to do. And, you I don't don't, even, and I don't even thinking like the music shut off. Like, oh, we ain't fucking around tonight. We ain't yeah, fucking around. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy here. It's crazy, ladies. Who's celebrating a brave birthday? And I'm like fixing shit. Absolutely. We celebrating a brave birthday tonight. How are we still drinking? Are we still drinking? Like, and you're just like going through shit that like phrases and things, and it's like you're not even thinking. You're just yeah. like. Just yeah, muscle memory. Yeah, you just like diarrhea is just coming out of your mouth, and it's <laughs> who's just, fucking it's tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, re- re- recently in San Diego, I just did some shit right, and it was uh Ray Shremmer, no Sway Lee, and he brought out Soldier Boy. My laptop crashed four times within that what? set. Oh, why? Shit. I have no fucking idea, but this shit just kept crashing and crashing, and like every time it would crash, it would crash at the right time, like where it sounded like I was cutting the music off. Yeah. And, like, they were big songs, so, like, let's just say it was unforgettable. So, like, it would cut off at the right time where, like, they could just finish the song. But they don't know. Like, this shit's crashing. I'm just So making, they didn't know what was going on. They don't know what's going on. They're just thinking I'm cutting the shit off. Or, this guy's thinking he's a genius. Yeah, know? exactly. And cutting the shit off at the right time. And then I'll be like, hold on, hold on, Sway. I don't think they're ready for that. Boom, boom. Then they bring out Soldier Boy. He performs all swag on. Wow. They're going crazy again. Boom. Shit cuts off. Like, right into the hook. They start, they finish singing the whole shit. But it's just like shit like that. Like they never knew. Cause I never was like, yo. You never panicked. I never panicked. I would just make it ready. As soon as they're done, I'd be like, all right, hold on, Sway. I might have to add like two words just to buy me 10 more seconds. Boom. All right, what you want here? Bang, ready. But they never so knew had, four times my shit So crashed. you had to restart your Serato? Yes, bro. That shit's happened to me when I'm with Ty, with Sway. I'm talking about a rolling loud, made America like shit, crazy shit. Yo, why don't you have like sticks that are ready to go? I do sometimes, but yo, it would happen the one day where you're yeah, so yeah, confident, yeah. like I don't need no stick. And what happens that day? Shit's just going bonkers. Wow. That's fucking crazy. The one day you don't bring the stick, like ah, everything's good. We're in, we're in, we're hitting in full stride. Yeah, that's the one day you need to stick the most. <laughs> Hey, yo. <laughs> bro, this shit done happened to me at Rolling Loud and Made in America. Rolling like, Loud? Bro, I swear Made to God. This shit happened to me like full. Like, was it the heat? I don't know. It, I think it was, it was uh, the drivers. Because I was I was still plugging into an SL3 box. Oh, yeah, for sure. And when you plug into an SL3 box, bro, it shit makes your shit go faster. Like sound like it's in chipmunk or like it'll crash or like delay. And like this shit was happening during the show. And, like, luckily, I have a chemistry with Ty where, like, if I give him a sign like this, that means, like, just go, play, go a cappella. Or with, like, the drummer and the keyboard, like, if I do this, that means y'all got to keep going. Something's going on with the laptop. <laughs> when you do the fight yeah. the power. When I do this, <laughs> like, it's stop. It's like the stop. This is, like, our stop sign. Like, he does this to me, it means stop. If I do this to him or do this, yeah, yeah. that means halftime, time and, out. And never would have never known that in San Diego. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now you know, right? <laughs> Yo, if he turns around to you and goes like this, yo, stop the music. <laughs> just gave it to him. Now I know. And if you have problems, just go like this. Right. Time out. Halftime. Got, got it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Drake. Bro, in front of 20,000 people, bro. Really? I would have had a heart attack. That shit, bro. <laughs> the Made in America one's the one that really bothered me the most. So, like, I would wake up, like, just like, fuck. I wish I could, like, 
have that one back. Yeah. Really? It was bad? It was bad because, like, the music started like Chipmunk. Like, like the song is fast, and I remember Ty looking back at me like, what the fuck is going on? Like, uh, I'm, I'm just paranoid. Yo, it was fast, bro. And I remember him looking at me, and I'm like, damn, like, I felt bad for him because I'm like, damn, this is out of his hands. Like, yeah. It's funny how, like, I still think about a bad night. I could be like, oh, yeah. That it, one it haunts come me. Out. That it one does haunt me. you. Made, Made in America and Rolling Loud, they haunt me still to this day. Those are the two that really stick out to me. Like, damn, like, I went in so confident. And, like, it was just the equipment, like, the technical side of it that yeah. you can't avoid. Like, that's where I get more nervous. Sometimes it's like that aspect. It's not me that I'm going to get nervous of what I got to do. It's like the equipment. Like, is this shit going to be good? Being relying on technology. Yeah, yeah, bro, that shit don't happen. Like, you could rehearse it for a week. You could go to sound check and have the best sound check. But when you push start during the show, this shit starts acting up, you're like. <laughs> That's so nerve-wracking, too. It's the worst. Yeah. Does Ty know he understands, though? Or? He understands, but we don't. I don't have conversations. I'm like, bro, if you shit on me, we're both going to look crazy up there. Right. If you just, like, figure it out, if I give you the sign, it's to keep talking or this just keep going until i can figure it out that's, that's good that's dope to try that understanding because I, I showed him the video when little wayne threw the jacket or when biggie's dj got cussed out like i don't show them that shit Big cap. I'm, yeah, I'm like bro i'm like we look crazy if that's me and you you know what i'm saying like if we could not let the people know that some bullshit is happening then that's where the professionalism is, and you're always gonna be straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if we're fighting on stage and we look, we're talking shit to each other, we're gonna look dumb. So that's where that came from. Like, I mean, bro. it's a, it's it's like you know, when it's showtime, it's showtime. So like, when shit's gonna happen, you know, like it's still a show. You got to keep the show going. Yeah, it's just the you're right. It is the worst when you see an artist lose it, or like you know, like I think Robin Thicke one time was like mad at his drummer or some of his bass player, and he was like. You're fired after this or something. And it just makes you look at the artist like, damn, you're yeah, a fucking you asshole. Are, huh? Nah, for sure. It's like a- afterwards you can cuss me out or whatever. Or I'll, I'll even apologize. If I'm not fucked up, I'm going to be like, damn, yo, bro, I fucked up right here. My bad. Like, You know what I mean? Like, I'll tell him like, straight up. But at the end of the day, like, it is what it is. As long as we don't look stupid up there, that's it. We have our conversation at the end of the day. Because just like you said, what if he does that to me? Like, people will be like, he's a fucking asshole. Right. Yeah. Just why? When 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 we getting new Ty Ty shit? He just dropped a song. What last Friday, Wednesday with uh, Dirk and Mustard? It's gonna be one of the songs that's featured on the uh, NBA on ESPN too. Oh shit! Oh, nice. my friends. So he just we shot the video for that. He did a special version that has like the basketball players' names. So like when you watch an NBA, you hear the song come out. It's a good song. I my like friends. It. Yeah, my friends. Yeah, I love it. It's a good song. It made me pick up my disposable camera and started taking pictures with all my friends. I saw that video. It yeah. was dope. It's like, I just want to just capture it. Like, now, the older I get, the more I appreciate all these trips. Mm. More. Mm. So, like, the pandemic made you realize, like, yo, this shit could be taken away at any time. So, now, it's just like, I want to take pictures and I want to have these pictures of my friends that I could just always have. Yeah. And these memories. It's like, I sit there, took the picture. You only have one shot. It's it's funny you say that. Like I've been very like uh, I've just been super busy and I've been like anti social media. Like I I've been like not wanting to post pictures of myself or like all of this shit. And I was just looking through you know my photos, and I was just like yo like 
I I I just felt I got emotional because I was like, I don't know when I'm gonna see these motherfuckers again. You know, like mm-hmm. or like we'll be hanging out with somebody I haven't seen in maybe two three years, and I'm like, damn, we didn't get a picture. Mm-hmm. And then I, before I'd be like, fuck the picture, but now I'm like, I kind of want the picture. Yeah, because you just. I just never know. Like, I want that memory. I was looking through, like, the summer, and I had all these pictures and videos that I never posted. And, you know, I was just kind of like, damn, I kind of want to, like, I want to, like, post it on my feed just so I could go on my feed and I could, like, look at it. Right. And remember that, remember the journey that I had this year. You know what I'm saying? That's how my Instagram is, like, my journey. I try to, like, delete shit and just leave shit that, like, is relevant to my life. Mm -hmm. Like, it's funny you said that with Nipsey, last time I see him, I was like, I wanted to ask him for a picture, but he was with his girl. I was like at the station. Yeah. And I was leaving. Like, normally I'd be like, yeah, let's flick it up. And I was going to ask him, and I was like, man, I, I'm going to ask him when I see him next weekend. And I didn't end up seeing him next weekend, and the shit that happened, happened. But that shit made me look at it different. Like, when I see my friends, I appreciate them more. I treat them like it's the first and last time I see them, regardless. Like, I hate to have that outlook, but it's like you just never know. Yeah. yeah. Like, I give my friends my flowers. Like, yo, bro, I love you. I'll see you when I see you, you know what I mean? But that moment changed me, like, made me look at it different. Like, now, now, like you said, I'm going to take the flick. Like, let's get a flick. Like, who knows if when I'm going to see you. I'm trying, I'm trying to do that, man. I'm really bad at it. I hate bothering motherfuckers for flicks. Me man. too, but at the end of the day, bro, sometimes it's just like, man, that memory is going to be, the worst they could do is say no. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But if they say, yeah, that memory is just always there. It's true, man. It's true. Yo, Dre. I'm I'm very you know this is a this is one of our longer uh, episodes <laughs> in a while huh yeah, yeah long time I'm very happy you came through finally no, I'm honored bro I was like man I hope I come on this podcast at one point man. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you when I hit him up he was right away he texted me right back I was like all right cool let's get it yeah that's no, no, good like I, I like Appreciate I like that, talking about you know LA shit I'm really like curious about a lot of LA shit you know I know you always represent for the East Coast so I was like I gotta come no, enough for the nah. West Coast you know what he just found out about he found out like the house parties and the party crews the LA oh, deep house this is jumping the LA uh, the LA party crew with the badges and all were you ever down with that shit or of not of course really? that's how I started really that's how I started I started doing my own parties and doing flyer parties and yeah all kinds of shit. It was like a big thing. Like the house party shit was jumping. It was like a culture thing. What was the name of your crew? We were a DJ crew, UTS, Unity Through Sound. It was all DJs. So we all had like our little area. When did it end for you for that shit? In what year? <clears throat> that I was doing that between like 94 and 90, no, 94 and 2000. 94, 2000. Yep. It's crazy to me that there's this history like the L.A. party crews, but when we get a majority of the DJs here, like the first three years of L.A., well, the first three to four years of L.A. DJs we get here, all I hear about is just radio. Mm-hmm. So, like, the the formula for D, a club DJ or a DJ in L.A. was just, like, right, you just had to get into radio. Yeah, at one point, that was, like, the hot shit. Like, you're a power a six DJ. That's yeah. like, oh, shit. The, the original beat. Uh, just anything. It was yeah, just always yeah. radio. It was but just always were, based yeah, on radio. Power though, power was more always more the hot shit. Like this LA's always been a power. So you was like a DJ Henry, a fucking Vice, like Chalk. Like yeah. was I'm trying. I was telling uh, these motherfuckers. Vision. I was yeah. telling them. I was like, yo, no more LA DJs because everyone has the same fucking story. They like starting. They have to get into radio. They have to do radio. I didn't even want to do radio. That shit just came towards the end. And I always said to myself like, yo, if I do radio. 
I'm gonna do it like if the opportunity yeah. presents itself. Like I wasn't something I was chasing. They like they opened a new station and like I got a bunch of calls and texts where they're like, yo, you should holler at them. I think they wanna fuck with you on the radio. But by that point it was like the lust had been gone. Like I saw like how Wait, radio when was used that? To was be. that after Ray J? Yeah, this that this happened like Whenever the real opened, real like probably 20, like 16, 2015, like 15? probably yeah, like eight years, yeah, probably like yeah. eight years ago or something like that. But that's what I like. We were doing research on you, and that's what I like about your story, is you didn't you didn't start in radio. Like nah. it was very different. Nah, you know what for I mean? Sure. I didn't start in radio. Like I said, just I used to do this other station that they just they fired me one time for having alcohol. They just didn't want to fuck with me. <laughs> it was like a blessing in disguise. I was like, you know what? Was it off of Kawenga? Nah. Okay. I, I was gonna ask you if it was Ski TV, but nah, nah, nah. I never worked for for Ski TV, but I like I said, I never. After a certain point, I don't want to do radio. It's just like I saw like it wasn't like the hot thing no more. Like I want to do radio back in the day when they would send you the records. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that was like, oh shit, you're on the radio, you're getting records sent to the crib. I, I like your energy about like not really stressing things that don't work out for you. Like, it's kind of, I've been talking to Neva about this and some of my other homies. It's like, it's just really about going to places that, you know, where you have value, that value. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, why are you guys trying to chase or go into places that don't value you? Absolutely. And in the end, it's just like, it's really important to just understand, hey, I can't be like, I'm not going to be accepted everywhere. Not everyone's going to value me. Mm -hmm. So I have to really just appreciate what I do have, what I do have and appreciate motherfuckers who put value in me and value my, my abilities and everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like trying to force myself into this. It's like, they don't value you. Well, let me try again. Let me try again. You can tell like, when you know? it feels forced. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. You want somebody to just generally fuck with you. Like, Yo, they'll be like, I want you to DJ my shit. I want you to DJ this. Like, I was DJing some shit yeah, two days ago, and, like, two dudes, one dude was like, I know him. He's some some well-respected. He was like, I want you to DJ my wedding. I'm like, damn, like, that's pretty crazy. Like, because he's a respected person. Like, I fuck with him, and mm -hmm. his girl is cool. But I'm like, damn, like, that's, like, an honor to me. Like, when somebody that I respect is like, I want you to DJ my wedding. The like, biggest day of my life. Yeah, like, that's just like, hey, man, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I must have done something right that night. You know what I'm saying? For a motherfucker to come up, like, yo, man, I need your number. My wedding's not till next September. But I want to lock it in right now. That's dope. Nice. Yo, Dre, thank you for coming through, Appreciate man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Appreciate all of y'all, man. Yeah, Keep doing you, your man. thing. You know what I'm saying? We love it. I know I love it. And a lot of other DJs that listen to this shit, driving the whip. So I was like, yo, I got to be on this at one point. So I appreciate y'all for no real. No doubt. Yo. Thank you, Dre. Thank you. Dre Sinatra, y'all. Thank you. Movie. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into The Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.